Done. Nick, I'm at one point. Oh, I'm at two point. I'm at three. Oh, God, it's going too yeah, fast. Nick. We're good. Five, six, seven. There it is. Cool. It's going to be a little off anyway because we're probably. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just joking. I was just joking. We'll figure it out. Are we doing the intro? Barrett? Barrett that's I'm sorry. Are we playing the kind of funny intro, Barrett? That's okay. We'll okay. Have to edit it anyways. We'll just cut this yeah. and put it in. Got it. Mm-hmm. You ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your Kind of Funny co-founders, Greg Miller, alongside my other co-founder, Nick Scarpino. How's it going, Greg? It's okay. How are you? <laughs> my other co-founder, Tim Geddes. Man, it's been a year. It's been a it's been a year. <laughs> oh, man. 2020 has been an interesting time for everybody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it this week, we put out a statement uh, on every available kind of funny social media, uh, the Reddit, the Facebook, and everything else. I want to start by reading that. It's a letter we t- titled to our community. When we started our journey as I screwed up. When we started our journey, it's kind of funny. One of the first things we said on our January 5th, 2015 stream was what we expected of our community. Namely, if you're going to be a jerk, we don't want your view, subscription, or money. This isn't a place for you. Over the years, we've never wavered from that stance, but we also haven't been as vocal about it as we should have. This weekend, a number of abusers across multiple industries were outed by their brave survivors. A few of these abusers had, at one time, been a part of the Kind of Funny community. This started a number of conversations about how we at Kind of Funny aren't doing enough to support the members of our community who aren't straight white males. We want to be better, and that starts with being clear about who we are and what our expectations are of our community. Kind of Funny is a community for everyone who wants to celebrate games, movies, and Oreos while respecting their fellow community members. If you don't believe that black lives matter, that trans trans lives matter, that all genders are equal, that racism is fucking stupid, that LGBTQ plus rights are human rights, and that it's our duty to be better to each other and make the world a better place, Kind of Funny is not for you. But believing isn't enough. Being good to each other comes with action. That means not attacking each other in comments when you disagree. That means not harassing women in our community. And that even means calling out others when you see this kind of bad behavior and course correcting. This is a rallying cry to all kind of funny fans. The time for us to be silent and, quote, not feed the trolls is over because our silence looks like we don't support our targeted community members and that we accept the toxic parts of our community as our community. We do not. This letter alone won't fix things overnight. We all need to work together and, even more importantly, listen to each other. Engage in discussions about this topic. But check your defensiveness at the door. Listen, emphasize, God, I screwed up. empathize, uh, and act. That's what we're doing on this side of the screen, as well as taking, I'm sorry, as long as, as well as talking with and working alongside mods on our community run channels to make these spaces feel more open and welcoming to everyone. That's how we support each other like best friends would. If you need concrete examples of how to do this, this thread has some great starting points. You can, of course, go over to twitter.com slash kindoffunnyvids or anywhere else and see the hyperlink. Let's be better to each other, the kind of funny crew. Gentlemen, that's where we started on Monday morning after... A weekend slash Friday, right, of, in every industry, people being outed as terrible human beings. And we put this out, and we're like, we're setting, we're setting off on the right foot here. We're going to be a beacon of hope. And, all these other, and then, man, it has been a reckoning in the video game industry since then, uh, both in terms of developers, in terms of the press side, in terms of people you know uh, having grievances aired and brought up. And so, obviously, 
we couldn't do a kind of funny podcast this week and not address this. We could not not talk about this and just have Andy talk about whatever snack he has under his bed this week. Uh, so we wanted to do basically a town hall for it. Um, there's been a lot going on today as we record this Tuesday. So we've had to move around publishing time and scheduling time. So that's why it's not a live town hall. We put out the Patreon link uh, public for people to just go on it on Reddit because people were asking about the town hall there. Plus, there was already a ton of patron questions from it and everything else. So the idea is to have just a frank conversation uh, about what kind of funny is about what we, we're seeing about how we're reacting how we're feeling uh, hopefully from your comments how you're feeling about everything else and go what I want to stress from the top of this and I don't think it needs to be but I want to is that we are going to say things that are wrong in this episode this is an episode where we are literally feeling and vetting this all out together. And you are asking specific questions of us as the owners of this company, a company that is more than just podcasts and YouTubes. It, it is a community. It is this feeling. It is the best friends. We're going to be doing this in front of you. And we've had conversations in pods and pockets. We've talked to Joey and Barrett. And like Barrett's here, by the way. Hey, Barrett. Hello. There it is. <laughs> You're living up to Kevin's legacy. Uh, we've talked uh, as a group and we wrote this letter together as a group throughout the weekend together, uh, talking about it and sharing what we thought and how we felt. But again, we're going to say things that don't uh, get it. We're going to say things that you're going to be at home and be like, I don't agree with that. I don't understand with that. And I'd we need to have a conversation about that rather than shut down and fuck it. I'm leaving the company or the, the community kind of thing. Cause I think yeah. that's what this is all about. Right, Tim? Yeah, totally. And I think, I think with that is there is no right way to handle all of this. And, and there's, it's, you know, just saying you're trying your best is one thing and then actually acting on that is another. And I think that with us and with kind of funny, it's something that makes me very proud is we always are acting to try our best, even if we don't have the answers, even when things are very difficult and layered and complicated as they are right now. But we, something that I want to to repeat over and over and over is like, we see the community, like we see the Reddit threads, we see the Facebook posts. When these things are happening, when uh, any of these like controversies um, come up, we we know what's going on and there's conversations happening. And it's always us trying to figure out what's the best way to handle it. Should we go live right now and start talking or should we talk a little bit, get some some questions answered, come together and do sure. it a different way? And it's just like, I don't think that's a, there's a one size fits all for it. And I, I think that in the case of this, um, we have been listening a lot. And I think that that is a, this, it's been a theme of the last um, couple months. And I, I think it's actually a very important one. And you saying the whole, the, the, the listen and um, be empathetic and, and all of that, like in the letter, that is so key to me where it's impossible to not get defensive uh, when you or your friends are being called out for things that are, that are ranging anywhere from like bad to absolutely despicable. Um, but you need to check that at the door and kind of like work through it and then be able to have the conversations. And, you know, that's something that I'm very proud that we've been able to do here. Kind of funny where we have such a talented team with so many different people with different perspectives and a lot of overlap in some ways, but um, th there's always the ability to kind of like be there for each other and, you know, have, have difficult conversations and kind of like, you know, take the hits and know that the person you're talking to means well, and it always ends up right. in us being on the same page, being together, and then being a, a unified front in trying our best and taking the next step. Yeah, well said, well said. Uh, Nick, do you have anything to add? No, I mean, I, I second that, right? I think that, I think having the opportunity to write that letter again, and if we, I don't, I mean, how many, if we have to write it a thousand more times, I'm happy to do that because I think this is what, in, in my opinion, we should stand for. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, 
you know, I, I just don't think it's acceptable to ever be intentionally cruel to anyone. And, you know, if you if you are, you know, have offended someone, I don't think there's anything wrong with with understanding that, uh, accepting it and apologizing. Um, and so, you know, I feel like I, I want to create a company and a, and a group and a, and a community where um, people feel like we can we can give each other feedback um, and and respect each other and have fun. And those are those are my, my core values of being a human being. And I think that those are that's why I'm a partner with you guys as well because I see those same good feet, you know, good attributes in you. Um, and I see that you know, there's nothing that makes me happier than when I see that echoed in our community. And to think sure. that there might be some issues there, well, then that's something we absolutely have to solve. Um, yeah. And I think for me, you know, for me personally, it's just it's a little harder for me because I don't I don't use. Uh, a lot of social media like you guys do. I'm not, I, I, I have a hard time seeing a lot of this feedback when it comes to me. And so for me, my process is not necessarily to like be jumping on all of these right off the bat. I, it takes me a while to, to sort through all this information and really digest it and understand it um, because I don't want to get this stuff wrong. This is not, sure. this is not, this is serious stuff. You know, it's not like we're, we're joking around about, you know, and there's no disrespect to anyone, uh, it's, you know, a cut of a Batman movie. It's, this is, okay, you know, these are, you're on thin ice, all right? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's like, if I get something like they're wrong and people, you know, it's, I, I understand that, but at the same token, like this, this stuff is pretty important to me. So, you know, yeah, I, we're playing I, when, with uh, the people's core values, experiences, traumas, feelings, and, and there's a lot of, you have to yeah. tread lightly. And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of insecurities built into these things. And we want to make sure that when, when we're tackling these subjects, we're doing it in a way that everyone feels inclusive um, or, you know, or at least everyone feels like, you know, we're being respectful. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought now, but I mean, I, 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 you know, I back what you guys are talking about hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, that was the hardest part about it. Cause I think you talk about it, Nick, of, you know, you don't use social media that much, so you don't see this stuff that much. That was what was, heartbreaking for me is that I use social media quite a bit. I'm on the kind of funny subreddit quite a sure. bit. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm I'm in those communities, those two, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so when people started telling their stories this weekend, right? Uh, again, across all industries, which then inspired more people to tell their stories, which then inspired people directly connected to our community to tell their stories, which then had other people in our community talking to those people in the community going like, no, I felt that too. That was so heartbreaking to me of finding out that there are people in our community, which, you know, I, and I seen, I've seen this go back and forth, our community, which I think is great. It is still great. Obviously there's a lot of room for improvement, but it is that it doesn't matter if we're at 95% great and 5% of people, I feel like they're completely ignored. And I guess that, that was, that math doesn't even work out because it's not 5% are ignored and the same 5% are talking shit. I don't know if it's 1% that thinks they're trolls and assholes. Sure. I don't know how it all shakes out that way, but it is this thing of, I like to think I'm super available to our community. And I, and I, again, I'm stressing that to you that I am super available to you. I try to answer every tweet. I try to look at the Reddit and I know that like, you're going to go, well, like sure, but you're busy or this isn't your thing blah, blah, blah. When it gets to a point where you think you need to leave the community because you aren't welcome here, then I think we need to have a conversation about that. And that's yeah. what this weekend slash into this week has been about. It's been about trying to figure out, wait, why do you feel that way? What can we do? And how do we go from there? And I think it all goes back to, like I said in the letter, right? Or we said in the letter, but I obviously, I liked how many people are like, I read this in Greg's voice. I'm like, well, I was the primary writer cobbling together all of our feelings. But it was this idea that I think we were so strong out of the gate of, if you're an asshole, don't be here. 
And that was easy out of the gate because we didn't have that big of an audience. So it was very easy to know the majority of everybody and everybody's in pretty much the same place, social media wise or uh, uh, forum or whatever the hell it's going to, you want to call it. And then as we've grown and gotten more busy and taken on different responsibilities and lives and all these other things, you get more and more separated from it. Let alone the fact that I know personally, I've struggled with by design, the Facebook group, which I don't use, no offense, I just don't like Facebook, is community run. And the Reddit uh, subreddit, or the, the kind of funny subreddit is community run, right? Like we officially don't have, I guess officially it'd be like the Patreon pages, right? But even those we don't use that way. So it's always been that thing of, and I've seen our mods struggle with this. And then I've heard it now from the community, this idea that, well, it's a marketplace of ideas. Well, I don't agree with this or they're criticizing that, but they're not using hateful terms, but they're just in like, what do you do with that? How do we shut down? And I never want to be seen as, and this is again, my own personal thing. And we're going to say wrong things on this episode. I've never seen it on the subreddit. I don't want to be the one who, when he sees a thread about Colin, take it down because technically Colin's not part of kind of funny anymore. So this, that, the other, but then I see the thread spiral out of control and it had nothing to do with us to begin with. And it has nothing to do with us now. And it is that thing of, do you leave it up to the mods? Do we do this whole thing? And I've, I've done the hands-off approach of just let these things run themselves. And I think we, and I, by the way, I know I've already launched a million Reddit threads. I'm not saying Colin's the source of all of our problems here. I am saying, though, that it is a source of a problem of, I don't, I'll see something on the thing and I'm like, well, that's not how I would run this community, but it's a community run thing, so I'll step away from it. And I think what we're talking about in the letter and what we're talking about in uh, these conversations with people is that's no longer good enough. And I think that goes so far back. I mean, to apologize to you, anybody who's felt excluded from this and felt like we haven't stood up or said the right or defended you or had your back in some kind of online thing, it gets hairy, right? Because again, you're not tagging me in on posts that are, you're a, you're a fucking horrible word. And they're like, Greg, did you see this guy? Because of course, I mean, they're not going to respond because I don't have to, I don't, do I have time to respond to the, every asshole on the Twitter? No, I usually just mute them and move on. But I don't know if that, that doesn't, I know that doesn't work in our communities anymore because then people do see it and they do think that that can run rampant there. And the reason that's allowed is because for 13 years, that's all I've known how to do. That is the survival mechanism of it. If we can, I, this is going to be a rambling podcast, of course, and I'm sorry to dominate so much time at the top guys. But the other day, right, uh, when the Black Lives Matter stuff was going really hard and continues to go, Black Lives Matter and fuck racists, uh, Mika Burton, from Achievement Hunter uh, posted, or I think Formally. people posted about her. Was that right? What did you say, Tim? Sorry. Formerly of Achievement Hunter. Formerly of Achievement. Posted about like, hey, I kind of got hung out to dry when I talked about being a black woman on Off Topic and then everybody came for me and no, none of my coworkers did anything about it, right? When that was happening, like really popping off, I hit up Joey because I finally saw a tweet about it and I was like, what is going on exactly? She's like, recapped it a little bit and then she's like, Jeff's talking about it right now on Off Topic. And she sent me a link to the live off topic. And I sat there for 30 minutes and watched Jeff talk about it. It's powerful but stuff, man. It's powerful because what happened is you see Jeff go through crying because he failed one of his employees and one of his family members, right, of the RT family. But then break down and literally, not, not literally, figuratively speak right to me. Because he talks about a horrible comment that was posted on RT early on. And that for him was the... I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? I won't feed the trolls. I won't engage with these kind of people. I'll only engage with the people who want to be positive. And these other fuckers don't exist to me, right? And he then breaks down in tears and he's like, that was wrong. That's what's got us to this point where we are this toxic community or have a, a toxic element to the community. And that spoke to me because I don't think we're there yet. But 
that's what I, and I, I don't think we're there yet talking about when I was watching this podcast, right? Even now, I don't think we're there yet where it's that bad, but we clearly have that toxic element. And again, it's the exact same thing because I have the same story Jeff does of I'll never forget, you know, uh, the day, you know, I, and I, you know, obviously I've bit on the bait before and talk shit to trolls on Twitter and stuff like that. But when it was, uh, I think it was an extra life, we were showing WWE SmackDown, whatever the hell year it was early. We had the developer in, him and I did an Iron Man match for one of the segments at IGN. And we went for 30 minutes or whatever it was. I won. I came off so excited because I loved, I loved that developer, Brian. Uh, came off. We, he said goodbye. I sat down and I opened the IGN boards at the time. And there was a thing of, Greg keeps doing the same float over DDT. List the ways you want to hurt him. And somebody put on there, I want to nail his dick to a two by four. And that's when I was like, you know what? This board is dead to me. I'm not even going to deal with these people because they're all, you know, you know what I mean? And it was that thing of like, for me, one the first time really of like, if you want to be an asshole on the internet, you can just fucking be an asshole. And I, you know, I think back to when IGN added comments to the the pages and we would have these meetings years later of like, what do we do about this? And how do you hang on? What do you do about the comments? Right. And I remember Colin was very, <laughs> wanted them turned off. People wanted ban hammers. And I remember Damon being like, we just need to ban people who are assholes because the IGN's our house and these people are coming into the wall and writing slurs on the wall. And that made sense. And when we started kind of funny, I didn't think we had to worry about that that way. And as years have gone by, I see YouTube comment threads get completely out of control and I hide user and I'm still not sure if that bans them from the channel or if it just hides them on the page or if it just hides them to us. Tim, do you know? It, well, that's the problem. There's a lot of moderation tools and it, it changes. That that feature that you just talked about over the last five years does different things at different times depending on who's accessing the channel and all that. Like it's yeah. it's rough, but I think that that's a key thing is this is ever-changing, both from a yeah. uh, moderation perspective, from a uh, landscape and kind of industry perspective, but like even just from us, we grow, we change. And there are countless things that I have said or done or – uh, enabled anything over the, my entire life, but specifically the last, but even just kind of funniest run, right? Sure. I feel like I have grown so much and so much of that has come from listening to guys like you, of to course. all of our many guests, to every single comment that I've read on Facebook or Reddit or uh, YouTube, Twitter, it doesn't matter. It's like taking it all in, taking these stories and kind of like going from there. And I think, Greg, there was a time period where not engaging was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I just think that we are we are hitting a point that 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 has changed. And it's sometimes hard and you're going to be playing catch up um where to a lot of people and to people that are dealing with it like community, it's a lot more obvious uh than it is to us and it's hard to kind of somebody needs to to tell us like or or we need to ask and and find out. But that communication has to happen and then it's on us to decide what we do with it. And I think that that's kind of what we're seeing here. Um I know that a lot of the um like stuff that that's been going on with the community and stuff uh recently came from uh Chloe uh being harassed and taking a joke that was made on our content the origin was our content and it it went way too far and people were using it to like it, attacking her and it became a uh sexist issue where her voice was being silenced because anytime she went to say something like they were talking down to her and when people don't get where the source of the joke came from, whether even they do whatever, if that's her entire life, it's like there's that's problematic. There's something there, and none of us want to enable that. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't know. We didn't know that was going on, and it's like, but now we do, and now yeah. it's like, oh man, we need to be extra uh, diligent about making sure that 
when we're making jokes about people we're welcoming into our house, um, like guests, um, especially guests that are going to get more shit than any of us will, um, any minority of any sort. We see it every single time. Um, and it, it's, it kills me. I can't believe, I cannot believe that our world is in a place that if we have a woman on a piece of content, that there inevitably will be a, com a comment that is just disgusting. Like how in 2020 is that still the case? But it is. And we need to be aware of that stuff. And it's like, while I was aware of that, I wasn't aware that the, the joke was an issue. Now I am. We got to be yeah. better. It's about listening. It's about not being defensive. I cannot repeat all that stuff enough. And yeah, for, I mean, you know, okay. oh, go ahead, go ahead. no, please, please. I've been talking a lot. I'll make another oh, no. note I want to say. <laughs> if you want real quick, I mean, because I think it's, a, yeah, it, again, is, is a credit to the, the overwhelming majority of the community is that when we said, hey, the Chloe joke that we made on the stream and forgot about after using it for 12 hours has continued and proliferated and gotten into her chat and kind of screwed everything up. Stop doing it. And people were like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'll stop doing it. And like, and I, would I talked to her recently. I checked my DM with her and she's like, oh yeah, for the most part, it's totally done. There's still a few people come in, but they probably just haven't gotten the memo. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, this is something that to be candid, we struggle with just internally as well. We've had multiple conversations with each other where we've crossed lines um, and people have had to pull myself aside or other people aside and been like, hey, this this joke that we're doing, I just don't feel comfortable about it. Um, and, you know, you got it. You just got you have to be receptive to that stuff, especially if you want to hang out with your friends and have fun and, and make jokes. And it doesn't mean you can't make jokes. It just means that if a joke crosses over a line and you feel like you're being, you know, uh, diminishing to someone or cruel to that person, or maybe if you don't know that, but they feel that way. Well, that's where we have to have a conversation. Right. And that's where people have to, uh, uh, you know, we have to, if you don't feel comfortable speaking up for you, then we have to speak up for you in that. Um, and it's happened time and time again at the office where, you know, we, we've joked about, I don't want to, I won't call anyone out, but I personally have, have perpetuated jokes that then it was brought to my attention that, hey, this is not something I'm cool with and it's making me feel uncomfortable. And I, that's when I feel terrible. That is when I feel like, oh my God, I've just made my friend feel bad. Um, and that's when you absolutely have to apologize. And I have apologized numerous times because I'm not perfect. And I'm sure I will at some point say another something that pisses someone off or I shouldn't say pisses them off, but angers someone. Um, in which point, like when we've, if we can come together and talk about it, great. That's always my hope. It's always my hope that we can, find a resolution to it and and if you can allow me to apologize for it that's even better you know it's growth man and and to, i really think it's important to to give people uh the ability to grow but still be critical of them and, and to hold them accountable i think yeah. is is, a, is another big thing there like everything changes like greg infamously we don't need to repeat the story but you had the story about how you uh used like homophobic words oh um, sure yeah, in yeah. early age all of us did in, in, in different ways or different words or whatever it was. And we look back at that now and it's just like, how, how do we do that? That's horrible. Um, but we had that growth. And at some point we listened and, and we kind of moved on from that. That doesn't make it okay. Then it just makes it better now, you know? Well, I think and, if, oh, but sorry, real quick, just, I want to say it's like things like uh, my first topic on the game over Greggy show where it's like, mm -hmm. I meant that entirely to be funny. Like I meant that an entirely kind hearted, lighthearted, like, crossing the line but whatever and it's like i it wasn't until later when people started calling it out and like explaining to me why it's problematic where i was like huh okay yeah and, you know and like again that, and that's and i and i don't speak that way anymore you know but and, also and, but but not only that so i'm sorry to cut you off tim but like one of the important things that came from that is is we said hey we should probably talk about topics before the show we used to spring topics on each other on the show 
And then eventually we came to the consensus that we were like, maybe it'd be a good idea if we if we talked about this and made sure we were all comfortable with this, or at least had a perspective that was relevant on any of these issues. Um, and I thought that was really good progress right there of just being like, hey, I don't like I don't trust myself enough to put a topic on the table that I think is going to make you guys feel comfortable. Let me let me have the space to tell you that. Let me have the space five minutes beforehand. Be like, this is what I'm thinking about talking about. Are you guys cool with that? Do you have a perspective on that that you think will be funny or relevant or poignant? And if not, let's come up with a different topic that we can talk about that's going to be good for the audience. And and just because I, I I really want it, it clear like that first topic is not the last thing. It's like there's there's a lot and and I I don't have examples in my head. I just know that there are things that um it's not so much that I regret saying, but more that I know that I've grown from now. Like I know that my perspective on so many different things that we've talked about over the course of hundreds of episodes has changed. And it's because I really began to value listening to, to different people and different perspectives. And so much of that um, started from a source of, of anger. Um, when people would call me out for something, it's like, like, what are you kidding me? Like you're upset about that. And there's the, this like kind of process that you have to go through. And I feel like for me, it's been getting a lot easier because the more that happens, the more you can, even in the moment of anger and fear, whatever it is, you can think back and be like, I remember last time I felt like this and I know where I'm at now about how I think about this topic or whatever it is. And um, I don't know, that that to me, I think is is very important. And it's important to help others have that as well. Um, in any way. And I, I think that that we hear it kind of funny, really pride ourselves on on doing that for both our team and for our community. And um, that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. But, you know, I do think that that is a goal of ours. Well, it, it, it also doesn't mean that maybe it also doesn't necessarily ensure that our perspectives on any issue are going to align with yours. That is that's Absolutely. an important point to make as well. Like just because you don't believe the same thing that we believe doesn't a mean that you guys can't be a part of this community and b mean that we can't have a discourse about it. Um, there are certain, in my opinion, non-starters. You know, if you're going to come in here and be racist, get the fuck out. That's straight up. Not going to that's not going to be cool with me ever. Um, if you're going to come in here and talk to me about, you know, if you want to yell at me about the, you know, the last Jedi, we can have that conversation. Please don't yell, but we can talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Right. So like to me, I mean, there are these hot button topics that I know people are passionate about, but there are just certain things to me that are fundamentally, um, inherent to being a good human being. And if I don't see those in you, um, then I, I really don't want to be associated with you at all. I don't want to be a part of your life and I don't want you to be a part of my life. And um, so that's something I want to piggyback off of. There's a lot I want to piggyback off of, but I feel like, off right, of it, right. Get on the piggy. Right. Me. No, that's a horse. That's a point. Was that a horse? That was like a sheep and a horse were hanging out together at a bar. And drunk. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. tired. Um, no, uh, one of the things that happened over the weekend, right? Uh, Andy put out a tweet at 4:08 a.m. Andy, Classic just go to bed exactly. like a normal human being. You streamer. This is why I bear. I don't see these things because Andy's tweeting about it during London time. What's happening? <laughs> Andy put up this tweet though. Uh, I've talked shit about Trump since the day I got hired at Kind of Funny, and I always and I'd always get DMs and tweets from KF Patreon members saying I'm a Trump supporter. Do you not want me as a fan? And the message then is the same as the message now. If you're okay supporting someone that's racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, transphobic, etc. (parentheses) I'm honestly having trouble thinking of all the other horrible shit he's done said. End parentheses) We don't want you here. Be good to each other for fuck's sake. Heart. This is a Twitter exchange that launched a thousand ships in the middle of a million other things going on. Like I and I don't know if you've noticed, like uh, in the past four days, the amount I always talk. You know, I've used it a million times. I think for my own mind of the pane of glass you throw it on the ground. There's a million different shards. 
that's how it's been right now where it's literally like oh my god that's fucking horrible hold on look over there that's also fucking horrible and it's right. just so much to keep going or whatever Andy's tweet here led and he said it um, on Black Lives Matter too, something similar to it of like you you know we, you're not welcome here and it always comes back to a bunch of people who I think identify as conservative hitting us up and going, I'm conservative and I don't agree with the president on anything or whatever, or most things or whatever. Where, what are you doing? What are you saying? And I, the thing I put up that I think encapsulates it, and again, you can let me know if I'm wrong here, guys. This is what I put up on a Reddit post when, so, when somebody was like, I know I'm going to get downvoted for being a conservative. And spoiler alert, he did, which personally, I don't understand what happened there. This is what we're talking about and why we're having these conversations. Yeah. I don't think being a conservative, and let me read my point. I have no problem with anyone being a conservative and disagreeing with me on how the budget is allocated. I'm pro-choice, but I get someone being pro-life. I don't know the solution to the gun control debate. I, quote, get political differences and welcome them. However, what Trump is doing is pouring hate into the ears of the country, telling the American people to ignore science and attempting to strip away human rights. There is no middle ground there. For me, that's piggybacking off, obviously, what Andy said. Nay, uh, but it's being more clear to what we're trying to say here, I think, personally. And maybe I, I'm talking out of turn, but like... No, I mean, not at all. And I, I think that that's very clear. And I, I think that what I was talking about earlier about the defensiveness, I think that a lot of the posts we get are coming from that place. And that's understandable. Like, it, there's nothing wrong about getting defensive when you feel like you're being called out. But in my opinion, if you feel like you're being called out by that, like, you should question some things because... That, that's not what is being said. And I do think that that's an important thing to point out is that uh, that conversation can happen. And like what you just did, you clarified for him. And I saw that Reddit thread. And it's like, I saw that he responded to you. and was like, cool, thank you for yeah, clarifying. He, he was very much like, no, I fucking hate them. Trump's doing totally it. It's like, well, there yeah, we go. Like, we're on the same page. Yeah, like, but I mean, and, and this, is, this is something that, you know, I mean, this is something that maybe... I hate to say it, but like this is this is the problem when you when you just throw out blanket statements like that and you 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 know people respond to it. They're, you're automatically putting people on on the defensive, right? And it, to me, I don't appreciate people like I don't want to support Trump. I don't I didn't vote for him, and I will not vote for him in this upcoming reelection. But I also, in the same breath, I'm not going to sit here and, and and demonize every conservative person out there for having a conservative thought, whether that be fiscally or with, maybe, with if, whether you're religious. Maybe you are pro life. Um, I don't personally believe in a lot of those things, but I respect your right to do that. The problem is everyone gets lumped in with Trump and you get hate because of that. And I totally understand it. And to Greg's point, like you do, this is where a lot of things aren't binary. They're not ones and zeros. And it's so hard to have those conversations on Twitter with 280 characters and not feel like you're getting assaulted or you're assaulting someone. And I just, I just, this is one of the reasons why, if I can be 100% honest, I fucking hate social media for this. I hate it for exactly what just happened there, right? Is that you shouldn't need to step in and be the moderator there because people shouldn't be engaging with each other like this. And like, I understand that it comes from a place of passion and I understand that Andy thinks that he's 100% right. And I back Andy 100% because I think he it's coming from a good place. But if I say, Greg Miller, fuck you, what's your next response going to be? Is it going to be, oh, wow, I should really figure out what this guy's going to do? Or is it going to be, well, okay, let's put the gloves on and let's go 10 rounds, you know, 12 sure. rounds. Um, and and this is this is why when people, you know, when I got feedback last weekend of some stuff, like I wanted to take a couple seconds to internalize it because I don't want to come out of I don't want to come out of the gate guns blazing and being like, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my livelihood right now. I want to be able to have this conversation and help hopefully strengthen the community. And I, you know, I I, I don't 
I don't mean that to to give Andy hate, but like no. randomly tweeting that out at four o'clock in the morning. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think every, uh, you think you're going to change hearts and minds on the side of Trump, or you think you're just going to make people get more defensive than push them over part of the right? You know, I and know. I know I you think guys making a statement's important, and I think that Andy doing but, it. But, but I don't think he's looking statement. to change hearts and minds of of. <laughs> I get Assad. it, and I think he's trying. I, I totally to understand stand that. Stand by but, something that's really important. I and I stand by that thing too, but I think our means are just completely different, right? Like I would rather. I would rather someone come up to me like, this is why I like Trump. And then I'd be like, okay, well, let's have a conversation about this. And I want to absolutely tell you my perspective on this and tell you why you're wrong. But, you know, I just, I, I, you know, and I know this is two different methodologies and maybe I'm alone in thinking this, but I just don't like the idea that violent, like you fight fire with fire, because I feel like, you know, when you fight fire with fire, you get more fire. That's what you're going to get. You're going to burn down a whole fucking forest. And I honestly feel like this gut reaction to people just shooting from the hip is what's causing both sides to be so polarized that there's no give whatsoever. And again, I don't think there should be give on someone who is blatantly xenophobic, um, but that there's so much more encompassed in being a conservative versus being a liberal that it just it, it, it's unfortunate that it's so it's been so reduced just to one word, Trump. And that is just that is just hate and being a part of the Republican Party is hate and all that stuff. And I get it. 80% of it is, maybe 90% of it is, but like. Man, I don't know. Like, there's just there are some people that fervently believe that you know abortions are wrong. I'm not one of those people. I I believe in pro-choice, but there are people that believe that. And to Greg's point, I respect that. What the fuck are they going to? What, what are you supposed to? do? That's the most important issue. What are you supposed to do? You're going to vote for a side that that in your brain kills babies? Like, you're going to do that? You're going to vote for the? You know, like I mean, that's it's I tough. Just, I fundamentally disagree with what you're saying here because I think that Trump means something different than Republicans, and we're saying that pretty blatantly and clearly. And if you don't take it that way, it's because you're not listening to what's being said. And like that's where the conversation starts to fall apart. Right, but when someone says, I'm a conservative, do I belong here? My answer would be, it's not yes or no, right? My answer is, do your your morals align with ours? If so, then politically we can disagree – but as long as you don't like those things about Trump, then you're welcome in my home. If you're going to sit here and say that you're superior because of the color of your skin, then then that's not going to be cool. You're not you're not welcome here. Sorry. But that is the conversation um, that's happening, though. Yeah, I know. But but Greg had to step in to make that conversation happen, right? He had to facilitate that, and that was that's what we're talking about here. Is that that's that's what we should be doing? And Greg, I think you did the absolute right thing. But I just worry when people go, "Here's a statement. I'm shutting off," you know, and then you're shutting that's off not that what's conversation. Happening, though. But that's the thing, like the problem with what you're saying is like Andy did reply to people, Andy did correct people, Andy did go in and talk to people and further the conversation. Like he didn't just say something and say, fuck you and leave. Like he stepped, made a statement and stood by it. And his statement was not saying Republicans aren't welcome here at all. It's a Trump fans, Trump supporters. Okay. And like I'm that's mistaken. that's a clear statement. And I, I just think that, that it's important that we make these clear statements because the, the the idea of meeting in the middle and all this stuff, it's like that that's an old way of thinking. That time is just gone right now. We might get to it at some point in the future, but we're not there right now. I I, I disagree. I don't I don't like the idea. I mean, there are certain yes. I'm sorry. Let me back up. There are absolutely certain issues that just are no starters, right? Or non-starters. There's absolutely to me, there's there's a there is a I don't know how many, but there's a lot of things out there that if you're gonna do, then you're just not welcome here. Um, being a Trump supporter, if you indulge in everything that that man stands for, I mean, even, yeah, I mean, even if you're like a, Hey, I think he's doing a great job. That's, that doesn't jive with me. I'm sorry. That's not cool, but that's different than being a conservative or leaning more conservative. 
because I do lean slightly more conservative than I think you guys do, obviously, like we're having this conversation right now. Again, I voted for Hillary in the last election. I'm mostly a Democrat when it comes to, to social issues. When it comes to financial issues, I'm a little bit more conservative than you guys probably are. Uh, and that's just my personal politics. But like, I just feel like everyone, everyone is just so fucking polarized right now that I think people are scared to have those conversations on the right. And it's unfortunate because I think a lot of those people could be brought over to our perspective on things if we could have those conversations. They don't seem scared. They seem like they're in the communities and we're having conversations with them on the Reddit or on the Facebook. Like they're not scared. They're, it's happening. And I feel like with, with these things, there's it's a lot of bad faith um, arguments of people coming in. And I think that there are a lot of people that are uh, legitimately wondering, are they welcome here? And those are the people that we are responding to that way. And then there's the people that are like trying to start shit. And because they're Trump supporters, they're working it the other way where it's like they are saying, oh, Trump, Trump is politics. So you're saying you're not supporting my politics. Right. And well, it's, extent, this is what no, and I don't, I don't mean to berate you. I'm, I'm, I'm not meaning to be argumentative here, but but that is the definition of meeting in the middle, right? That is us listening to them and then going, oh, let's have a conversation about this. So I don't understand what we're talking about. But there is no such thing as meeting in the middle anymore because that is the heart of what we're, we're doing. We're like every day when we're reaching out to these people and giving them the opportunity to explain themselves and, and express their opinions. Does that make sense? We're it does. I mean, I, I disagree. <laughs> Sorry. With you, but I, like, I just think the meeting in the middle thing is um, and has been for the last four years at the very least, very problematic language that has resulted in a lot of bad faith arguments and it's distractions. It is when right now we just talked for the last 10 minutes about this when really the statement is if you support Trump, we don't, you're not welcome here because of the racism, sexism, all the isms. That's the statement. Fair. Any nuance and statement. any questions after that? It's like, cool, that's a separate conversation. We can have that conversation, but it's a pretty easy conversation because the whole thing is if you're respectful and you have different opinions, that's welcome. Always has been here in the community. Always will be here in the community. Good. If you're respectful conversations, if you don't like how people are talking to you and it starts getting aggressive, it's not respectful anymore. That's a different conversation. And I see that happen all the time, both sides. It's not a political thing. It's a human nature thing. So then if I may have the floor for one second. Uh, over on the Reddit right now, 41 minutes ago, a post guy put up said, am I really not wanted in this community? Uh, I'm going to urge you before I read it, if you agree with it, don't go over there and downvote this just to be a downvoter. Uh, this is the kind of conversation we're talking about, and this is how we're talking about being better, of we can have conversations with each other. Uh, over the weekend, Andy tweeted out some comments about Trump, and if you support him, and if you support Trump, he doesn't want you as part of this community. Most of all, if not all, I'm sorry, most of, if not all, of the kind of funny crew seem to support Andy on this. I'm not very active on any social media, but I can't stop thinking about this and want to know what you guys, the KFBFs, think. I've been a KFBF for about four years and began supporting them on Patreon the second I got hired after college. I am not a very active member, but I watch and or listen uh, to any of the various Kind of Funny content almost every day. Everything Kind of Funny uh, has become... Everything Kind of Funny has become a big part of my life, and this community is one of the few that I feel uh, I'm actually a part of. That's why uh, this has been weighing so heavily on me. I am a Trump supporter. I am not racist, homophobic, xenophobic, sexist, or any of the other things people claim Trump or supporters are. Uh, say what you want. I am confident in the person I am. And not to get on my horse here, but I think I'm a nice enough guy. Anyway, if the kind of funny community doesn't really want me here solely because I support Trump, then I respect the crew and the best friends enough to leave this community and stop watching and or supporting kind of funny. I don't know. And then he's asking questions of the audience here of whatever. For me, 
Um, my question for him would be, why, why do you support Trump then? If you're I'm not, not those things, this is my thing. This is my, if you're not those things that you just listed, thing. what is it? This is what I'm, I, I, I never get an answer on. What is it about the man that you, that you, that appeals to you? And this there's is, this a great one on our subreddit. There's a great one that gets thrown around, right? And I'm going to misquote it, of course. I guess I could try to get it up, up on the Reddit, right? Reddit kind of funny.com slash kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to call you Al here. Uh, Al says, I, you know, I am a Trump supporter. I am not racist, homophobic, xenophobic, sexist, or any other things people claim Trump or his supporters are. Uh, on the subreddit, and it's buried now because there's so much stuff on the subreddit. Shit. There's the one. There it is. It's the sign on this guy's back. Not all Trump supporters are racist, but all of them decided that racism isn't a deal breaker. Al, I don't know how you can look at this fucking guy and not see this stuff. Go read his Twitter. At, I mean, if you want to support, uh, I mean, sorry, take out all the isms out of it. Go read his Twitter. And is that the fucking guy you want running the country? Is that who you want representing the United States of America? And I, because that's my whole thing when we come back to this, like when my post earlier of like, I don't mind if you're a conservative, I don't mind if you're a Republican. It's art. Do you support this guy? How can you sit there with a straight face and tell me you support this monster who wants to take Joey's rights away, who wants to take Andy's rights away, who wants to take Blessing's rights away, who wants to take LGBTQ rights away? How do you not see? You can, and I'm not even trying to be mean to you, Al, but you're going to sit there and call yourself a kind of funny best friend, but you're not taking care of the kind of funny best friends. You're putting Trump before that. You're putting these outdated beliefs before that. Think about this, because this is what kept me. I've been fired up for a million different reasons. My engine's been humming a lot lately, right? I am Greg Miller. I am famous for talking about video games, not well, talking about video games in fucking Oreo cookies. I think more about what I'm going to tweet, the ramifications of it, and then sit here and talk to you about those ramifications than the president of the United States does. I for some reason, have a better handle on social media and what it means to have a platform and that I won't swing back on people and that I try to be the better person and that I try to put everybody, that I try to live by the golden rule that I, I mean, like, are you're we also, fucking you're serious better, right now? You're also a better, better speller than he is, Greg. Thank um, you. Are we fucking serious right now? By the way, I think me, I feel like, sorry, continue, Greg. I'm sorry. No, go. I was going to say, uh, just to clarify my point on Andy earlier, like I don't disagree with the message. I just disagree with sort of how he's delivering the message and that I feel like it's, I, I just don't See, feel like it's I, the most and efficient I, and way. I won't lie to you, Nick. I think, you know, first off, I was fucking quiet at the elections last year or not last year, last time around, uh, 2016, right? Because um, it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not even that involved in all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then after the fact, I did this, I, I had conversations with Trump supporters, right? And it was that, Hey, man, I'm with you. You guys won. I'm not one of these people who's going to put up the fucking bumper sticker and not my president. I'm not going to fucking do that. Like, uh, he's the president of the United States. I am pulling for him. I hope he does the right things. And for four fucking years, he has not done the right things. Yeah, it's been There is no way you can sit here with a straight face and say this is – like, that's what cracks me the fuck up. I, it's like, how many times have you heard, like, the – it was a famous one I want to say from Carter, but it might have been Reagan, right? Are you better off than you were four years ago? You are currently trapped in your house, unemployment going crazy. We can't go to other, we can't leave the fucking house. We can't go to another state, but you can't fly. You can't go to another country. Right now, the EU is thinking about banning us with a bunch of other weird countries, not weird countries, I'm sorry, a bunch of other countries that we shouldn't be on a list with. Like, are you going to fucking, and, and I don't try to throw it back in my face of, oh, do you think Hillary would have done a better job? Yes. Are you fucking kidding? I think Mike Pence would have done a better job. I, like, I agree why, with that why fucking dissolve 
the goddamn groups that are there to look out for pandemics. Why not listen to science? Why not wear your fucking mask? Why get on national TV and press conference and act like this is not a big deal, that you can fucking get it done with the weird uh, chemicals he was talking about. You can get it under UV light. When you go up and give a speech, you're not wearing your fucking masks. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's fucking wake up. And how can anyone, anyone with a straight face look me in the eye and tell me that's the fucking guy? That's the gold standard. That's what we want. We're going to get home. And I'm sorry, Nick. I love you to death, too. And this is the best part about politics, right? You're saying, oh, man, like the abortion thing is going to be the deal breaker for people. Get over your fucking self if that's what the deal breaker is for you. Get over yourself. If all, I mean, you're going to be sitting here and tell me you're fucking pro-life. Look at the amount of people who are dead right now from COVID. Look at the problems we have in the fucking injustice of race system, of the police system, of the way we treat anybody who isn't white. Uh, fucking women in general. Yeah, women I mean, again, in fucking general. Again, uh, again, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not saying that I, I believe those are my beliefs. Just so oh, I know, know. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I, I understand. I can. I can understand why someone would have that belief. I, I get it. Um, it's just not something that is, I just don't see it that way. Um, and again, one of the reasons why I don't like social media is because I don't, I don't feel like it's my place to go off and, and put out statements like that. And, and I applaud Andy for standing up for what he, uh, he, uh, uh, believes in. Absolutely. I think, I think it is courageous. I just, that's just not the tactic that I want to take. Right. Which is, it's another reason fair. why. I want. I like what we're doing yeah. right now. I think we're getting. This is my comfort level right here. I don't like yeah. the idea of, of, of putting something out there and then feeling like you know it's just it's uncomfortable for me to to shout at people. You know, even if it's on the internet, even if it is something that I highly believe in, I'd rather have this conversation here and let Al. That was the gentleman's yeah. name, right? Well, hear I'd our perspective it. on it uh, for thirty minutes and maybe. You know, maybe he's it's like, all right, that's a good, that's a good point. Maybe I won't vote for Trump in it's, November. It's or sorry, I, I, I lost my thing there. I got a little too heated. I'm sorry, everybody. And it'll be funny because what I was driving at is I feel for four years, and this goes to the letter because then we're talking about for five years is kind of funny. We, my, my idea here is the same idea I've had in, in, with the comments and with Twitter and with everything else is I will lead by example. Like, I don't need to go out there and say everything. I mean, I do say it. You know what I mean? I remember when Reset Era busted out uh, a thing I said uh, on Games Daily, me and Blessing, and it was uh, me condemning. Uh, uh, a, a guy wrote in and was like, if you're an Islamophobe, uh, you know, don't fucking follow me. And I was like, if you're any kind of phobe, and I went down the list and they broke that out and put it on Reset Era. And we're like, oh, it's cool to see somebody say this. And I'm like, really? Like that needs like to be said, given? let alone the, f and, and it isn't in 2020. It isn't apparently. That, I guess. And that's, that's probably what's hard for me as well, because I go about my life thinking we solved like we solve a lot of these issues and we seem to be sliding backward culturally. Right. Well, we hold on. One second, progressing, and on. I think that is, a, that is one of the reasons why I dislike the Trump presidency, because I feel mm. like we are regressing and that is sad for me. Well, here's the thing real quick. So what I was driving, at, I want to get back to that. I thought we solved this problem thing. Uh, I want to say, for me personally, this time around of like literally the letter, but even a little bit before that, when I bought my Joe Biden shirts and when Black Lives Matter popped off again, and we're like, we got to fucking be in this fight. It was for me is like, now we need to just fucking say it. And we not, we can't, I'm with Tim in the fact that there is no middle ground here. If you support this guy, look yourself in the mirror and how are you fucking supporting this person? And I, and like, look at, and, you know, don't give me the fake news bullshit. Like, you're talking to somebody who has a goddamn journalism degree. And I'm not saying every fucking site's, you know, the creme de la creme here. But, like, you read the New York Times. Like, you know what I mean? Look at just the AP. Just or, read or, an or, AP story. Or, guys, it. don't read the New York Times. Just read his tweets. Just watch Exactly. Make speak. your own mind looking at this. Make, I, don't, about coronavirus. I don't understand. If I saw someone stumbling down the street 
and just looking like a lunatic, I wouldn't be like, I think this guy should drive me home, right? Like, I don't want that at all for anyone, let alone someone who's going to leave the country. And I, I know that's an unfair, probably, you know, that, that's maybe being derogatory toward Trump. But it's just, it goes without saying. But I, So honestly, for me, I, like right now, this thing, this terror we're on that isn't going to, it isn't a phase, mom, it's not going away, right? Is that, no, this needs to be a bucket of water moment. Like I, we led you astray if you thought that you could be like, oh no, I totally support Trump because of his policies, because of this for business, because of that, you know, the stuff he's done that is actually like, in, in some world you can sit there and argue of like, oh yeah, arguable, great. absolutely that arguable stuff. But it's yeah. like for us to sit here and be like, this is the, this is okay behavior from a human fucking being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are we fucking kidding right now? This I mean, guy, who, and like, again, think about right now what we're going through in the industry of all this stuff is we sit here and again, we all sit and I want to be uh, the best human being I can be. And I think about my tweets and I think about my podcast. And when I do fuck up on a podcast, I, I stop the podcast and talk about it, right? This guy is on tape talking about fucking grabbing women's pussies. And this was when he was running the first time and we said this was okay. And where was the growth? Because that's what we're getting back to here. Everybody makes mm -hmm. mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. And I wanted to double back to this growth stuff we talked about earlier, right? And yeah, Tim, definitely. you said, uh, you know, the first podcast in your topic, right? But, you know, you don't have any examples off the top of your head right now, right? I have a fucking million for me. I hosted EA Play last weekend, everybody. It was awesome. It was a great time. We, uh, I wanted originally on this podcast before everything happened to talk about what it was like to record EA Play in a pandemic and all this stuff. EA Play is for Electronic Arts, a pretty big video game company. EA Play has a Star Wars game in it, so a million people are looking at the script, let alone a million people at Electronic Arts, let alone me, let alone the, the staff who are putting on the show, let alone the people in the room, let alone this. It is, somebody, it is something that everybody's looking at from all races, genders, and everything else. That's how diverse the team was that were on this, and yada, yada, yada. EA Play goes, and I'm, I'm of course, Greg Miller, so I need to know what people are saying about me that they don't like. You know what I mean? Because again for the most part, people don't tag you when they're fucking mad at you or whatever. They don't like you. I, EA Play's going live and I search Greg Miller in quotes and I'm looking around, I'm seeing what I can find and you know, it's mostly, I'd hate Greg Miller, Greg Miller sucks, this podcast, or this thing sucks because of Greg Miller, yeah, yeah, the normal shit, totally, no fine, it's fine. I don't, I don't, whatever. But then, two, maybe three stood out that I saw not tagging me but saw in there and it was that I said spirit animal and I was like, wait, what? And I had to go look into it in the fact that, like, I didn't know. I didn't know that spirit animal is, uh, well, I, I guess I would have assumed or talked about it, but it's a Native American term, right? And that there's been a movement to say, hey, those aren't your words to throw around. That's appropriation. That's not cool anymore. I didn't fucking know that. No, that I mean, me I'm being ignorant. That was I'm me sure, having privilege on this thing, right? I'm sure your reference was probably more uh, referring to Fight Club than it was anything else. And again, this is what we're talking about. Like, you've learned that. Now it's up to you whether you want to go forward and say spirit animal, knowing that it might have that connotation for spirit. No, I don't. I don't want to hurt. That's not. not what I'm doing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that until you just said fun. it. I saw you. Yeah. This is my problem. I saw you talking about it or tweeting about it so at some point. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I? I thought it was like a Horizon Zero Dawn reference. I was like, oh, well, we'll get back. We'll get to that in a second because this oh, okay. is the thing. And this is what we're talking about fucking growth is that I got, hey, spirit animal. I look into this thing live while I'm, the show's still on the air and I see, oh shit, no, this is something we're not supposed to talk, uh, that it is, it's a form of uh, appropriation. You're taking this thing. It's back to what I talk about uh, all the time is that it's privilege and it's ignorance, which is no excuse, but it's the honest to God's thing of like why I'm not brief or why I haven't looked into it or why I haven't had to think about it. That's what, how it comes down to me. Well, I haven't but had to again, think about it. 
but again, I think that's I mean, why. If I just go, Nick, if go then ahead. there was this thing of, if you remember, so this is a quick side, but it's the same thing. Uh, Reset Era uh, took me and Andrew to the cleaners years ago now when we did a Games Daily about Notch and PewDiePie. And we were both kind of like when it was like, oh, well, like I've heard they've done stuff, but I don't even know what it is. And, and Reset Era was like, these guys are hand-waving racists. Like, you're hand-waving racists. They're just saying racism doesn't matter. And I had to come into Reset Era and be like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And they gave me all the shit. I'm like, oh my God, these guys fucking suck. Like, who the fuck would do this? And it was this thing where I had to sit there and talk to them and be like, I know this seems so easy to you, but I hear, and I walked them through the thing of like, I don't fucking play PC games. I've never paid attention to Notch. I've seen PewDiePie do stuff, but I don't watch YouTube videos. I don't know what he's going. And so I see a headline that PewDiePie is doing something stupid. And then I see the thing, he apologized. And I see, and it's like, that's all just noises I try to fucking tell you about what's happening with a PlayStation or an Xbox or whatever the fuck it is. And but so again, ignorance and privilege, that it's the privilege, I don't need to worry about that. It's not something directly affecting me. It's not affecting my race. It's not affecting my people. These They aren't insulting me, so why would I know anything about it? Not the answer, not an excuse, but it's the truth of how it got there to the point that I sat in that reset era thread, talked to everybody, and on the other side, it was like, okay, cool, we understand what's happening. This is what it's all about. Now, Nick, if you want to go further back because we're talking about empathy and we're talking about growth, the second to last PS I Love You, Colin's last PS I Love You, I believe, was the one where we did the story about um, the, the a journalist had written this piece, or maybe it was an opinion piece, saying, hey, uh, you know, Horizons Your Dawns, using all these terms like uh, savage and braves and tribe and stuff, and that's a misappropriation of what's going on. And Gorilla put out a statement from their writer that was basically like, no, it isn't. And we presented this story and I read through it and I was like, yeah, no, it isn't blah, 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 blah. And we talked about it and we moved on. And it's like, I'm horrified that I did that. I, that's when I fucking hand waved a community and I didn't get called on it. Like, you know what I mean? And, it, and, and like, that's, see, that's, up. That, I mean, that's me what you failing just, you. That's me failing you as an audience. I don't, but, but see, I, and, and I appreciate that you're coming from a place of good and passion, but in my opinion, I, what you just said confused the shit out of me. So, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to boil a whole bunch of shit. Down. No, I understand that, but you just boiled everything down. And so, everyone, I want—if you're listening to this—imagine that playing out in real time when you're on camera. That's what—that's what we're dealing with here. And I'm not excusing any, any bad behavior, but what I'm saying is there has to be a little bit of space for Greg to make that mistake, and then someone go, "Hey, this is why that's wrong." And then if you go, "Oh, I'll look at that and take that into consideration," then that's the right thing to do. If you go, "Fuck you." And sure. then you take your gun out. Take your then heels that's in the wrong thing to do, right? And then you're, yeah. and then we're firing at each other. And so this is what I'm talking about: is like we, it just, it's so frustrating to have these moments online that pop off, and you are expected to know every single detail about this thing that just fucking happened 30 seconds ago, and it is something that it would take you three days to research, but you got to have that opinion right now, right? And so we cannot. I, I just refuse. I refuse to to be a part of a community that that would would adhere to that stringent of a guideline. Like there has to be space for people to to respectfully fuck up, and we respectfully come to them and go, "This is why that's wrong," and then we can have that conversation, right? And that's the thing about it. And I think, again, I I think for the most part, I guess I shouldn't say that. But and again, if you're going around talk. spraying racial epithets onto people's cars, go no fuck middle, yourself. No middle ground. There's the no discussion there, right? I don't want to yeah. know what led you to that point because yeah. to me, that's just a disgusting, cruelly intended thing to do. That's wrong, flat out. Okay. To your point, but if you were, like, but if you said spirit animal and someone goes, you should be, you should lose your livelihood for that. And I'm, just, well, I mean, let's have a conversation about that. Why? What the fuck? Like you didn't, you didn't mean anything cool about that. You were just dumb. Sure. You're just a dumb dude who needed to figure it the fuck out, and you did, and you've grown from there. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And I think even looking at whatever it would have been from the last previous I Love You with Colin would have been 2016. No, 17? 2016. 2016, right? No, 2017, I guess. Um, Dude, I don't even know what the fuck day today is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are we still in June? I feel like we've been living in Groundhog's Day. This last week has just thing. been insane. It's an ongoing process, and it's about being able to accept that in and let it change your mind. And I think yeah. the problem we see with online culture is that yeah it is make your point make your dunk let's dunk on them let's get a funny gift back and bounce out and not do right. that not take it in not show human emotions not show weakness not be a real thing you brought up cancel culture and how fast everything goes and how you know you're supposed to have an answer right away today's a great example of it uh today we're recording tuesday right yeah tuesday the show is way late because we had to deal with a whole bunch of stuff uh you know namely that again a whole bunch of things are happening right now in the video game industry. Uh, and, it, you know, there's the whole uh, thing at IGN right now about a trio of abusers there that we worked with, right? And this is of various levels, but they're being named, right, of uh, Tal, Casey, and Steve. And then that's, in, again, encouraging a whole bunch of other people to come out and talk about their stories, right, of how, man, like, this isn't good or that was bad or this is my experience with them or someone else. And Tina Sanchez, friend of the show, a friend of mine, tweeted shout out to the guy who told me i can't be on camera at ign because i wasn't hot enough also i yelled at the same guy for telling naomi kyle to wear a push-up bra and makeup i saw that today uh i don't have the hour of when it went up right and i was like oh my god like who the fuck did that and i started rattling off like in my head people who we used to work with in video possible, and yada, yada, yada. Right. yeah this person that person I was like oh my god and then she followed up with what i'm trying to say at fran mirabella is that looks aren't everything occur and I was fucking shocked. I was doing, was we have cool friends with Bromley. I came off. I immediately had this tweet sent to me and I was like, oh my God. Like what? Like that is so out of Fran's character. That is so not the guy I know. And I know that legitimately stick with me because I'm going somewhere with this. I know legitimately that's what you hear every time one of these stories happens, right? Or no, I heard a story about that person. They're terrible. But like, it was this moment of like, what is going on? And like, da, 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 da. And it's, I don't know how you guys feel. Right now is so fucked up, topsy turvy, upside down, where it is that we are talking about people being uh, raped. Like, we're, like there's, an, there's yeah. the spectrum here of what's going on. And so for Tina to come out and tell her story, which again, brave of her, I'm glad she did. She did all this stuff. I was so taken aback. And then you have to figure out, wait, like, what's going on? I'm not saying one's worse than the other. Well, I, well yeah, obviously, rape's worse right i don't know maybe i'm saying this wrong i don't know abuse is abuse they're all problems but like it is that thing of like well uh, like and i'm i'm on my heels as i still am hours later trying to wrap my head around this again two people that i would tell you are personal friends that i know and respect and talk to not all the well i talk to fran all the time because he works with us but like I mean, literally Tina and i touch base i would say at least every three months and say what's up and see what's going on in each other's lives to see this, it was like, what the fuck? And sure enough, not that you shouldn't have this reaction because obviously you know that I'm directly connected to both these people. My Twitter feed was the link to this and like, what now, Greg? And it's like, to your point, Nick, I'm like, I, I don't what fucking fuck? know. I don't right? know. You know what let I mean? Me, like, what now is let me reach out to my two friends and see what the fuck's going on. That's what now. And so, and you know, we opened up, obviously, uh, like I said, obviously you're always welcome to write into this show. But this time around, we're like, let's not put it behind the Patreon paywall in terms of writing in. I put it up on Reddit where people are asking for a town hall, which this is. <laughs> well, I mean, there's more questions. I hope we're getting to them just by talking in general. But Diego asked, like, what will you do concerning Fran and Andrea's past behavior? Because Andrea also got 
uh, named in a letter from a colleague in the industry mm -hmm. uh, for not doing something great, of not uh, believing her when she came up. And the idea there was, what are you do? Will you do concerning Fran's and Andrew's behavior? And when I saw this and I saw the tweet, I the first thing I did is I went to the Reddit thread and I put in there like, I just found out about this too. We're looking into this. Where I want to talk to them. And it was that idea of like, I didn't want to knee-jerk react out of this because again, we're talking about something that happened years ago. We're talking about something that isn't the characteristic of the man I know. I'm talking to Tina and trying to figure out where her head is at, right? And before yeah. we even got a response from Fran, because we did, I was talking to Tina. And by the way, I've asked her permission to use uh, quotes from her conversation, right? I was like, what the fuck? How is this going on? Yada, yada, yada. And I did what I'd like to think I always do. Sorry. Uh, I try to be a good person. I was like, what can I do to help now? And she said, all I want out of this is for people to know that if this kind of thing is said to them, to stand up for yourself and know, know it's not normal. For Fran, I just wanted to be happy and grow, be, grow from it because we've all done dumb shit. This is my, and I, don't get me wrong, rape, not dumb shit. You know what I mean? That's, you fucking should go to jail. No, you know, I mean, and I, a few yeah, other I mean, things, but this is what I'm talking, like Fran responded, right? And Fran's response was, hey, everyone, I reached out to Tina, parentheses, we still stay in touch, have her number, et cetera, and apologized. As I told her, I'm sorry. I have no recollection of saying anything demeaning and stupid like this. It's not how I intend to treat women, but memory is no excuse. I'm shocked and sorry. And of course, I'm reaching out to Naomi too, who I talk with all the time. A comment like this, the, a comment like the above is just as shocking. But if she tells me I said something stupid or anything, I believe and I want to apologize. And again, that's what this is about. Fran could have dug in his heels and been like, I don't fucking know that. What are you talking about? Fran from, and I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn on how long it was that Tina worked at IGN, but we got one up in 2011. It must have been like 2011, 2011 to 2013. Again, I don't even know what year. And so like, I, in like what this conversation was, and I don't, and I'm not going to put myself into Fran's headspace or anything like that. You know what I mean? Because again, I've, as I already talked to you on this show, said dumb shit, and I'm going to say dumb shit on this show. This is how you solve this problem. It's them talking and Tina responded to Fran even, right? Where she just said here, it's not popping anymore. But she said something to Fran on there. I can't find it. But it was this idea of like, that's what this is about. This isn't about saying, hey, fuck you. Your career's over. Get the hell out of here. Da, 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 da. This is about making yourself a better person. And it's what she wrote about in her message, right? Of... It's a, I want people to know to do this in the moment, not sit on it for years like I did, not feel like you can't talk about it. That goes back to what we're talking about in our letter is I never want something to happen in the community, whether it's on the Facebook page, whether it's at an event, whether it's somewhere else where this happens to you and you feel like you have to go, ha ha, and then sit on it for fucking years and it gestates and eats away at you and does that. And the same thing, uh, I, a couple um, weeks ago now i don't have the date on this text message uh, but jack devries formerly of ign put up a thread before all this started but it was for pride month basically talking about all these horrible experiences he had at ign right and i reached out to him and texted him and i was like same thing to tina right of like because understand too i guess if it's happening at ign at the time i'm at ign right first off i have no involvement but i considered myself and still do for that time period the face of IGN. I considered myself IGN. And so the fact that this kind of shit was happening and I didn't know about it, and again, varying levels of it, like, you know, I don't expect if, I, I shouldn't say that, I don't expect when this happened, I didn't expect how am I phrasing this? Tina shouldn't have run to me and told me and tattled on Fran or something. I'm not the fucking sure. boss. That's not what I mean. But it's, if that would have happened in front of me, 
I would have been like, whoa, what the fuck, man? Like, that's not cool, blah, 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 because I, I wasn't afraid to say stuff, right? But it's the same thing of like, Jack put up this whole post and thread about all the terrible shit he's seen. And I reached out to him because I've always loved Jack. And I was like, dude, like, I'm sorry. I, you blah, 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 blah. And his response there was, uh, hold on. You were always very supportive. And I'm sure if I had the ability to speak out more back then that you would have had my back about it. Uh, you encouraged me to smash and crash my way out of the closet uh, like I was a stupid char- uh, character in that stupid game, Pain. The point being that he's saying the same thing is that when this happened to him, he wasn't ready to talk about it. He wasn't ready to go uh, call to call whoever's doing it out on it. And I'm talking once again out my ass with white privilege and ignorance because I know so many of our colleagues and peers in the industry have put up these threads today or this week of this is what happened to me and I reported it to HR and Jack shit got done about it. I understand that. And so for me to be like, oh, report it to the authorities, do the thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying in the moment, I want you to talk, try to do something. I want, oh. I want to help in the moment is what I'm saying. Sure. And I'm not, I am not unique in that. So many well, people who are hearing these stories now wanted to help in the moment but didn't know. Unfortunately, like, and that's sometimes can happen, right? Sometimes you don't know how to process that and it takes a long sure. time to process 100%. stuff like that. And you know, uh, what I will say is I think Fran and Tina are both good people. And I'm glad that they were able to talk and figure out a solution for this. And and I hope that they can continue to be friends and we can continue to be friends with both of them. Like, I, you know, obviously we work with Fran and we would not choose to do that if, if we didn't think that Fran was a great guy. Um, I if I believe him when he says he doesn't remember saying that, but it, it also doesn't, you know, it's possible that he said something in passing that for him was totally innocuous and for her meant the world. And that's something that you can't discredit and you can't discount. And, and that comes with power think, dynamics, right? It does, right? Because you never understand, like you don't know when you're, let's put it this way, when you're a manager or a leader, you don't, it's difficult to know how you're coming off to people who you are your employees, especially like my relationship to Tim was completely different than my relationship to some of the other people that I managed at IGN, just by the dynamics of who we are. And and the fact that Tim and I vibed a little bit better and I saw, you know, he was a guy that started as an intern for me and I was like, this guy, you know, given the right direction which is was not that hard because tim's a, you know he's great but like if he had the right person helping him navigate this a little bit he could go on to do great things um and then you know he formed kind of funny and jury's still out on that but like you know you, you don't know how you're going to come off to people and so like and i understand completely that if i like i'm sure there are multiple times i've said the wrong thing in front of in front of someone who's like oh that's i don't know if i'm taking that the right way but like i i would like to believe that i am a good enough person to for someone to come to and i also understand that i got a beard that looks like a homeless person right now like i maybe i'm intimidating to people and they can't talk to me and that sucks and that's something that i got to work on myself um like i'm sure there's plenty of stories with me you know i'm i say crazy shit all the time and we'll get to that in, in a little bit i'm sure i think greg's got some feedback from me that's been given to me in the community um that i've taken to heart um but like you know it, it's this is these are tough things to navigate there's no clear-cut path the answer of course and that what's happening is that people can see those and then you go oh oh i'm recognizing this happening now maybe it's not something that occurred to me before but now i'm recognizing this and then i have a choice do i continue to do these things or do i internalize the feedback that's been given to me and maybe let that guide me in a a separate direction you know know, there's there's been a lot of feedback today and and especially since so much of today's horrible things were ign related uh, during uh mostly a time that or at least around a time that we were there a lot of the things that are happening were actually after we left um but involving people that some of them of which were there when we were there and let um, me slide in right now andy or andrew w writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny like you can uh well of course we didn't charge her for this one uh pretty simple did any of you experience harassment while at at ign or did you observe any 
Totally. And I think that we called that out. And I, I saw it ha- happen a lot in different ways. And I feel like there was many different times um, where I know, and I'm not about to put people on blast here um, because they handled their situations, but there were people that had problems where they had to go to HR and they did and things were taken care of sometimes differently, not all the time, like in the ways that I wanted or they wanted or whatever, but it's like, we saw bad things and I saw many people there end up leaving for doing bad things for, you know, being a problem. Like we would, I would say that for the most part, the people there, I don't even want to say that. I know that there were people there that were looking out and trying to make the right calls and calling people out on their bullshit. And um, I know that we're those people too. And I, I think that we continue to be those people. And I think what that goes to is the fact that, and again, this is all such sensitive stuff that I, I don't ever want to put other people's stuff on blast. But I will say, yeah, I don't, I, that, for the record, I don't like making other people's traumas my content, which is totally. one of the reasons I haven't been retweeting a million things and doing exactly. Or do I want to name people here? Why? Well, I specifically asked but, Jack and Tina if I could use very specific totally. words. But what I want to say is, uh, I want the community to know there have been, unfortunately, countless times that people have come to us on in an IGN capacity or in a kind of funny capacity um, about situations um, about other companies that we're related to. And anytime they have, we immediately take it to the HR teams that need to know. We immediately elevate it to be talked about behind the scenes. We don't handle things in this Twitter public sphere. We try to handle things the right way. And there's the right way. I understand it's very complicated in, in so many senses, but like personally, we have all seen this happen even in the last couple of years where we've had to deal with things that were very uncomfortable for us to do, but we had to, you know, dealing with fan, about it. that whole thing today. That's an uncomfortable thing to deal with. We sure. had to, you know? Yeah. And to, to Andrew's question to specify a bit more, at least for me personally, like did I, did you experience harassment at IGN? That's such a broad spectrum. I don't. I did not experience harassment on any level that the people are talking about here. In the same way, did you observe any? I didn't. And this is when we were there. And Tim, you're citing things that I think I know what you're citing, but I want to make sure I'm clear. Just real quick, I, just personally for me, mm-hmm. when I'm saying me being harassed, I, I I'm using that term in the sense of what people are calling people out for today, which is a broad range. And I'm talking about the lowest end. It's nothing sure. crazy, but it is, you know, a, like workplace issues that are problematic. But that's a very different conversation than other things, but... And that's the thing, is we're talking about a broad topic and that can be interpreted in many different ways, so I want to try to be as clear as possible. Did you observe any of it? I didn't see, as I've talked about very specifically with this Tina situation and the Jack situation, I didn't see that and I didn't understand what was happening there. In the ones you've seen of people actually being... Yeah, I shouldn't say that. The sexual harassment and the stuff to that level, I definitely didn't see. Yeah. And it's that... I, I can say that for sure. And that's the thing of like, that's why like you talk about like this escalating what happens next kind of thing and like the darkest of things are happening and some of it uh, and I should say most of it right is happening while we were gone and I say that not 100% why well, yeah I think so I don't know I don't have timelines and I'm not asking I for receipts, I know this is so tough. I don't fucking know but I know all the stuff that we are talking about talking. today all of that stuff happened after we left Okay, and like that's not on us. Like that's not, that has nothing to do with us, really. Because that's why we left. No, they said we were the gatekeepers, and everything went to shit. Uh, no, I mean, like me personally, like I, I, it's difficult because I have I experienced uncomfortable conversations with people. Nothing of a sexual nature, but just your your normal like, hey, people are giving me feedback, and I don't like it. Um, but I never had anyone. I never felt diminished. 
And I think that's the important thing. Um, and it sucks. And it would be heartbreaking for me if somebody felt diminished by me. Um, and I would absolutely like the opportunity to apologize if that's something that people ever, ever felt the need to do that. And, you know, but I mean, I, I understand that that's hard. You know, it, it's, it's difficult to feel that and then understand that this is something that's been getting, been hurting you for a long time. Um, but I think you guys know, like for me personally, like there's nothing that makes me feel worse than if I feel like I've truly hurt someone. Um, and that's, that I think is, I think it's very important. I think it's very important uh, for people to understand and have that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, it, there's no, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, it, it's hard to look back on a 10 year career I had at IGN and be like, oh, I don't think I ever saw anything inappropriate happen. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. And maybe I just didn't have the courage myself to speak up about it. Or maybe I didn't feel like my place was strong enough there to, to speak up about it. Or maybe people that were confiding in me didn't ask me to, uh, but maybe I should have, I don't know. That's always, it's always tricky. You know, you know, one of the things about uh, specifically Jack's thread, right, uh, is that, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but he, and I can't say some of the words he uses, but he was talking about how he was going like to 11 on it, right, as a way to kind of mask some of it. So it's even there as me being like, oh, well, whatever's happening, you know, well, he's saying things, he's doing things like that's, that's totally cool. That's how it is. You know what I mean? And then to get there and be behind the curtain on that and hear that's yeah. not the case. That's you not know, what that's it was. That's a very important thing that I think that we kind of need to, to talk about here. And it's just that uh, the, the idea that we enabled any of this. And it's like, I feel like all of us would agree that we did not at all. And that if we saw anything, we would have called it out. And I think that when we did see things, we did call right. them out. Yeah. Um, also, the structure of IGN is a lot more complicated than it might sound. I did not mm -hmm. work for Steve Butts. I did not work for Casey Lynch. I did not work under Tal. I mean, I guess technically I did, but like no, I didn't really. deal with him in that way. You know what I mean? Where video I, got, on, I think by the time you were there, video got broken off under Bernard. I was under video entirely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, by like for the most of what we're talking about when those guys were in charge, all of us were on video entirely. And, you know, Greg was a little bit more of a <laughs> bridge between editorial and video. But when I was at IGN, editorial and video might as well have been different worlds. There were different teams and everyone, they, the, the high ups wanted everyone to play nice, but they didn't play nice. So it's like, I didn't have an insight into all this stuff. That's not excusing anything because I think that this is a perfect example of us needing to look back at the situation and realize that there wasn't enabling going on that we just weren't aware of. And like, that's something that sure. we should look into. That's something that we should take that learn from it and adapt it to our current situations, you know, like yeah, be better about not just calling out the things we see, but actually look for things, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's the biggest one. Let me look through because I have questions in here, right? I agree. I wanna... I'm sorry. I just spaced for a oh, second. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. Go for it. Um, yeah. Everybody's, I mean, like, uh, there's a whole bunch in here. I'm trying to find one yeah so for us in the community right and trying to figure this out action items here we go here we go action items is what people have been talking about there, there. he writes in uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny and says given the variety of concerns raised over the weekend what are the demonstrable nailed it actions that kind of funny will sh will take to ensure a positive and more inclusive workspace and community in the future i, I may be speaking out of turn i think our work or workplace is great is is cherry i don't yeah. i mean yeah i mean we listen to each other uh, we we have our fights and our tiffs or whatever but i think everybody understands what we're doing here why we're doing it and what we're trying to represent and all these yeah. other stuff right and something i should have said at the top of this entire episode is that the the team knew like the team knows that they are welcome on this conversation and that, that their voices oh, sure. are super valued and and and, mm -hmm. and very important because i know that there's 
um, often people like criticism of like, hey, for topics like these, you should have this perspective or this perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's all super valuable. Conversations have been had. And, you know, this we decided point. that Great this point. is the best way to handle this conversation because we see this as a founder conversation. Yeah. Th- well, I mean, I think this is, yeah, the leader. When I say we, I mean the team of you. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I know. I know. I, that, but I mean, this town hall, right, with your questions here is meant to be us talking to you and answering your real concerns about it. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things we talk about of what we know, what we don't know, and how we're going to do any of this. And so action items was one of the things we knew was going to be a question afterwards, but it's also a question we wanted asked because we want to have that conversation with you as well. And I've seen some great uh, recommendations out there. I've seen some great stuff. You know, for us, it was the fact that Joey's working on booking this uh, Facebook mod meeting so we can get in there and talk because I think it goes, and I think she's working on, I want to speak out of turn, but I think we're working on one for the Reddit people too. But in general, what I can say about that is that we are looking into the different communities and we're trying to figure out ways to best serve them or leave them be and let them be their own thing depending on who they are. So it's like, I don't want to make the statements of Facebook versus Discord versus this. It's like we are right now realizing that there is a problem. We're listening and we need to now try to listen to more people and figure out like what the best solution going forward is. And again, it's back to, you know, you talk about listening to the communities. Every one of those communities is different. And again, mm-hmm. for better or worse, they're community run. Like we don't have the bandwidth to run those communities and have that thing and do it. You know, Joey's meant to be our bridge between that, but Joey also runs the Patreon. Joey also takes care of uh, the fulfillment stuff. Joey's also putting things on the calendar. Joey's also doing a million other things. Like, cause that's how kind of funny works. And that's why there is no, this is what happens with the community and how you go. So I think for us in action items, and it's what we put in there is, getting the mods and everybody in the mods i don't mean to put it on them the mods and the community on the same page of like this is what it is because it should be easy enough to self-police that when you see someone in a thread being like man i don't like greg's take on last of us part two because of x y and z you're not like you're not a best friend you don't agree get the fuck out i've said this from the beginning we're not a hive mind we're hive mind the fact that we think uh, trump fucking sucks and he's a racist sorry uh but everything else i don't think we're a hive mind on there's allowed to be that discourse there's allowed to be that respectful discourse but it need, i need more of those instances i talk about right where there was that one time in a reddit thread where somebody said something uh a said something b responded uh meanly uh a responded like why are you talking like this whatever we're best friends and b was like you know what sorry we are my apologies i didn't mean to like he, he they try to treat it like a normal internet conversation and escalate it's the same thing I'm talking about with the person who asked, like, I'm a conservative. Am I welcome here? And I was like, yes, you are, as long as you're not like into this Trump shit. And he's like, I'm not. And it was like, great. But he still got voted down a bunch because he said he's conservative, which isn't cool. Like, we're not doing that, right? I mean, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, any opportunity we have to have those conversations and, and, and get more clarity on why people, why people would support him is, is <laughs> it's interesting. So for me, um, the action item here, right, is the fact that we need to motivate all the good, and I've said this before, but motivate all the good folks to get off the bench. And when you see somebody being a bad folk saying in the comments, like, hey, this, and I don't, I don't, don't fight them. I'm saying, hey, this isn't cool. You're offending this person. And if they're still like, help them grow. fuck you, bitch, yeah. the mods should be able to come in there and be like, fuck you. Because we and should yeah. have so few people being like that. You're like, fuck you, get out of here. And, and, and this, you know, again, this is my point, and I hate to keep hammering this home, but like what Tim just said was perfect. Like, you don't you don't want to come at people like you're ready for a fight because then you're going to get a fight. That's what's going to happen nine out of ten times, honestly. I've never seen a, a human being scream at another human being. The other person go, oh, I'm sorry. What's what's going on? No, you go, what the fuck, what the fuck just happened? Am I getting in a fight right now, right? And so I think that it's – and that's that's something that it's, that's on every single one of you guys who wants to be in the community to have to develop as a skill, which is don't, don't come in at people 120%. De-escalate first, and then you guys can talk and explain your perspective. 
And like, you know, it, it, I, that's those are the interactions that ideally I would like to see. Those are the interactions that I hope and I know fully well I have failed in my own life at having those interactions. But again, those are the moments where I look at myself and go, you went from zero to 100 on someone and that was inappropriate. And that it makes you totally that makes you just a terrible human being. You need to go apologize and make that right. That's red in your ledger right there. Um, yeah, that's all true. But so I, I think that 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 is all 100 percent. I do think the flip side of that is that there's never going to be a world with these people where people aren't yelling. And I think that if you're being yelled at, you need it. It is almost more important to not yell back yeah, than right. it is to, to not yell in the first place. It's like, you need to take it in and try to find what they're actually saying. Like you need to really try to yourself, figure out their argument and arm yourself. Cause maybe responding to them, is not even the right thing, but it is internalizing it and then making your next move in a different direction somewhere else that is answering the actual question so right. that, Next time something comes up, maybe they're not yelling at you because they've seen that you've actually listened to them and tried to figure out what that middle ground answer is um, or compromise, whatever it is, on the on the other side. And I think that that's something that we've been seeing a lot here. And it's it's you know the last week we've been called out on a lot of things, and it's a lot of very valid things. And we listen to them and internalize it and try to make the the best you know next step forward. I know that my brother got called out completely validly for um, a lot of very problematic tweets. And mm -hmm. that's something that um, consistently my brother's had a very different life than other people. He's had a lot of of needs for special attention that I've had to, to give him. And I've done that and I will continue to do that and try to help him to, to grow and mature and better himself. And that's always been something he wants to do. And ever since he started at Kind of Funny, it's been a, a struggle. He's a different person than us. He says things that we do not agree with. But he's never pushed back on me when I go to him and say, hey, man, that's not okay. And here's why. He listens to that and then tries to be better the next time. And, and we've seen it. And with that comes a lot of, of problems because he is going to continue to try his best but also make many mistakes. And he's, he's done that. And again, I'm not excusing anything. I, I hold him accountable and I, I have real conversations with him. And I just I've seen so much growth with him. And even with all this stuff, it's – he is coming from a different place than us. I see so many people um, say, like, call him out and, and, and critique him in ways where it's like, he's from the exact same place Tim is. Why is he so different? He's not from the same place I am. He is a very different person that had a very different life and had a very different family situation and so many different things. And again, what I'm getting to here is he did wrong things. He said wrong things. And he is he realizes that and he's trying to fix that and he doesn't know how. And something I've seen a lot in the, the the Reddit is people criticizing us with how we deal with him. There is a lot of behind the scenes conversations we've had with him, both the three of us, um, the, the the wider team talking to him and kind of trying to explain. And he's listened to all of us in different ways to to try to to grow and understand what's wrong about stuff. And that to me is where this gets extremely difficult because I don't know what the answer is to the, what the politically correct answer is because in my heart, the right answer is to help someone that wants to grow, grow and to use all of these issues as, as points to be able to look at and be like, Hey man, this isn't okay. And, and, and hope that they, they improve on that. And that puts us in a weird place at, you know, it's just, but, but I don't, I don't think so. I think you're spot on. I think the, I think continuing to try to be the best people we can be and be positive influences in people's lives are that's all you can do. I mean, this is your brother, right? This is not, and, and that puts it in a special kind of context for me because um, you, it's not like, like you, obviously we, we have, how do I put this? 
he's your brother. He's family, right? You have an obligation to him. But at the same time, Greg and I do not. What we do have an obligation is that we see someone who's got great potential and is a good human being, but just maybe doesn't know how to navigate life like we do because we're older and have had different life experiences. And to me, I, I welcome the opportunity and the responsibility to maybe be that for Cool G. And now I know that most of the things I say baffle him because they they baffle most people um, and that he and I probably have the most estranged relationship. But anytime he's pulled, like I'm, I'm always happiest when he feels he can come to me and pull me aside and be like, this is what, what did I do wrong here? Because he legitimately guys, sometimes he just doesn't understand. Like he doesn't know because his perspective is, is different than yours. And so that's, that's what we're talking about here is Tim. I think you did the and, absolute right thing. And he speaks. And now we're saying that. Yes. And, and, and that's my thing is like, I have such a, a hard time kind of trying to explain to him what's wrong. Like the tweets that just happened. He was struggling to understand where the problem was, but he was willing to have that conversation with me until we got there. Yeah. And it's like, that is, it, it's so difficult. And again, it's like, this sucks because like, I'm not excusing him. Like what it, what he said was wrong and it goes against our letter. It goes against everything that we, we are standing for um, when it, when it comes to, to that stuff. Like what he was saying was sexist and that what he is saying is um, entirely alienating a, a part of our community that we value so much you know mm-hmm. and it's just like and that hurts me having to having to talk to him and be like dude what are you doing man and like to see his face where he's like i, I don't know what, i don't know what you're talking about and then i explain it to him and then he deletes it he like goes back and, and whatever and i don't know I, I feel like i'm just rambling here but no 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 i, I think you're making valid points and i honestly For me, think it comes like, it, it goes to the first point we made at this right of talking about this of like it's intent I will always go back to this, right? It is intent of what you're trying to do. And Cool Greg did not fire off these tweets to be, fuck women. I'm better than women. You know what I mean? That's not what he was doing. And it, he was doing it on the one hand, right? As we've talked about, to because the girl he was flirting with, I don't know. I don't want to get into what his intentions were. But that he's talking to, he was using it as like, hey, look, I'm joking around about us on Twitter. And she was like, that's great. And then it was, he's liking every response he got. And then he saw people being, and he's like, wait, what's going on? It's, that and, and there's an intent up, I do want to say that because I don't think that we've talked about that in, in any public way, but it's like, yeah, like there was criticism of him liking things and he, he liked all the tweets. And then the moment he realized that there was actually a discussion happening, he was like, Oh shit. And he went back and, and unliked all the tweets. Should he have done any of that? No, but like, I mean, did. Yeah. you, <laughs> you know, definitely like, read the tweet before you like it, but that's a lesson learned. That's, right. That's, yeah. Totally. And, and this and, is, this uh, is, this is the, the hard part. I laughed, right? one, oh, on, I laughed one time. This is a, let's have a little bit of levity in here. There was one time where I was going through YouTube comments and liking a games daily one, thing. That's kind of funny. So it showed like the creator hearts and like 10 minutes later, I got a text from Andrew. She's like, why did you like this comment? And it was something like games daily is great. I hate Andrew. And I totally didn't read it through. I was like, Whoa, my mistake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, and it's different I mean, with I, him. I go through that, not that type of mistake. It's I know, I know, of, I know it's not a foundation and 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 who he is and who he wants to be and how it comes across. It's 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 so much deeper than it than yeah. it seems. But but also, I mean, again, and this is this is we're striving per, for perfection. We all are, but none of us are perfect, and we never will be perfect. And and I am. I've learned a lot more about how to be an adult and how to be a decent human being in the last 10 years than I did in the first 10 years. I, I, you're constantly learning and Cool Greg is constantly learning and he's constantly going to be progressing and, and evolving as a human being as long as he's willing to do it and open to criticism and, you know, and has people around him that are kind enough and, and, and brave enough like you are, Tim, to, to weather some of the storm with him while he can learn those lessons. Um, and, and that's honestly the only thing we can do. Like nobody's born with every knowledge of every social grace they're supposed to have for the next 90 years. 
specifically, especially if, because things changed very, very fast. And that's what scares me about social media and what, why I tend to only, you know, pop on occasionally to heart comments that I think are super positive because I don't know where the rules are most of the time. And maybe that's my misgiving for not spending as much time on, on social media as you guys are. But I, I just, my brain doesn't work that way. My brain thinks more about content and gets excited for doing things like this and having the discussions in a longer form format, like a podcast, where we can go for five hours if we want. I will have to pee at some point, but like I, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Like this cool G is like, I'm not, I'm not. And again, I don't want people to think you're excusing bad behavior because that's not true. I believe you held them accountable for that. And I think you guys had the important discussion, um, you know, and you guys came to the conclusion that's that, that we can move forward with. And he's not, you know, he understands why people saw that as a bad thing now. And that's Mm -hmm. what has to happen. It has to happen, you know? And if you don't let that happen, then you, you start having people like the one thing I, I never want to do is I never want to be like stuck in my ways to the point where life has passed me by. Cause I see that with a lot of comedians and, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say that you should like, that's a, that's a murkier topic. I don't know if I want to get into that, but like, I see a lot of older comedians where I'm like, oh man, that's a little tone deaf. Dave Chappelle came back with his first special and everyone's like, man, you haven't been following uh, society recently. Have you, man? Cause a lot of the shit you're saying here is just, that's, that's not funny anymore. Now that's just plain old fashioned hurtful. Um, and, and so I think even, even a guy like that, who is, who's revered as one of the biggest comics on the planet, uh, and very socially progressive is still, is still learning and still needs to get his shit together in certain degrees. What I thought was powerful about that, right. Is you're talking about, uh, trying to make cool Greg better, trying to make him understand Nick, do you want to talk about Sean? Um, yeah, sure. Um, that situation is is it's difficult. Like for me, um, Sean is a guy that you know he came up over the weekends, um, and we, you know, Greg. I think you put the email out as to kind of what happened and how we handled um, a particular situation. But he's a person that you know, on a personal level, for me, um, was there for me during a time when I was going through something mentally that I don't think anyone, I don't even think you guys understood. Um, and I don't think you could have understood that because you, I don't, I just, it's not your, it's not your world, um, that world that I was dealing with. And so, you know, for him, I always thought to like my relationship with anyone is going to, is, is inevitably going to be me trying to be a positive influence in, in, in their lives. Um, and so, you know, when we got feedback that potentially he wasn't acting, um, the way we, 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 to the standard that we hold ourselves, we passed that along. Um, and it, and that honestly his employer to bring this up, right. To we his had, employer. There were allegations right. sent to us that we were like, Whoa, okay. We have no employment v- involvement with him. We pass it along to his employer right. and let them take care of it. And we have, you know, and, and I, I'm sure that's a whole discussion for a different day, but I have faith in, in the HR department there and they took it from there. Um, you know, beyond that, my hope is always that I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a positive influence in people's lives and I'm trying to be. If people are are maybe not holding themselves to the same high standard that I do, I I, I want to show them a better way. Um, and again, I'm not I, I I don't really know the intricacies of of, of a lot of the goings on, and and I don't want to burn anyone down, and I don't really want to stoke fires that, it, in my opinion, I, I thought were properly handled. Um, but but that's my perspective on that. You know, like I don't I I don't know what else to say. Well. What I was driving at with it is when the community this weekend was like, what one of the things that hurt is that after this had been passed off to HR, there was evidence of Nick still hanging out with him once in a while. This is yeah. years ago now. 
and what you had talked about was this idea similar to what I think. Uh, well, I mean, candidly, we had had a very difficult discussion about the the, the what happened, um, and and what people were saying about him. And again, moving forward from that, my goal was to hopefully influence him in a positive way. And 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 you know, once we had that discussion, I you know I can't speak to what he's done since. I know one of the things that popped up is someone was saying something to the degree of like, how could you let someone like that um, be in jujitsu, which is a very obviously like intimate sport. And from my perspective, I, I have never, I never saw him do or, or, or act any way disrespectful to people on the mat. Um, and, and that's one of the things about jujitsu. If you know, like that kind of shit's not tolerated period, like straight, straight up. And it's, and if you think that a, a Brazilian jujitsu coach who was a black belt has any qualms about throwing someone out of their class, you got another thing coming, man. They got they they do not care about that at all. And so I would never put him in a situation like that where he where I felt like anyone would would be in harm's way, either emotionally or physically, like that. So everyone just needs to know that about me. Uh, Roosevelt writes in patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, Nick, there's been some discussion on the subreddit lately about your style of humor and your relative absence from social media discourse. We'd love to hear your perspective on these issues. Um yeah, again, I mean, I just don't like having these conversations on Twitter, honestly, guys. I, I, it's hard for me to keep up. It's There's three Reddit threads right now, I think, about stuff that pertains to me. There's stuff on Twitter, and this is this is where I want to talk about this. I'd rather Greg ask me the question, and then Tim, if, if I'm saying something that sounds completely freaking ridiculous, like, take me to task about it, right? Um, with the feedback that I got about my humor... That's that's uh, real quick before we transition off of social media. I think it's incredibly important to point out you don't use social media, not in the way that you guys do, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't. So, I mean, again, I think something else that you mentioned earlier was that I didn't, I didn't post about right? our other Black other Lives Matter episode or Andy's mental health episode, and they didn't get honestly, tweeted. that was news to me, and I'll tell you why. Because apparently we had a discussion that I missed, and I'm a fucking space cadet some of the times after these podcasts where. Barrett wanted, or I don't know who came up with it, but Barrett usually schedules our suites. And what he does is, and it's amazing, he does great work. He reaches out to me after we do a podcast, and I'm sure he'll reach out to me after this and go, what do you want your tweet to be for this? And it gives me the opportunity to sit for a second and craft the tweet. That didn't unfortunately happen because the decision had been made that we were going to post that on our own volition. Um, and so I'm a man, like once routine is broken, I, I don't know how to operate. And so I just never saw that feedback come from Barrett of saying like, Hey, what's your tweet going to be? So I just didn't think about it. I absolutely would have posted those videos. Like I absolutely loved being a part of both of those podcasts and I stand by everything that was said in both of them. hundred percent. Yeah. And that, you know, yeah. there's so many, there's so much nuance to, to this stuff of, of people calling things out. And I, I, it goes back to the listening and all this, because um, those people calling you out, Nick, there, it's like, cool, listen to that. If they're yelling at you, don't take it that way. Just next time, know that like no. that's how the social media is going to be viewed and all that stuff. And I think that you, sure. you're doing that already right now. It's like, that's, that is. I know. And, and to our, and by the way, to our audiences or, or the, to the fan, or, no, sorry, to everyone's credit, including people sitting here and people that were giving those feedback. I don't think anyone did it maliciously. I don't think I did. I don't feel like people were like, uh, you know, Hey, this guy's a piece of shit. Let's cancel him. Um, but I did that. This is the first time in five years I've seen someone be like, hey, some of the sexual humor that you dip into uh, is is sullying the content. Um, and to me, that's that's stuff I don't take lightly um, as a comic. 
and th- and this is this is a problem with doing podcasts that then get posted and then like a week later you're on to the next thing. Like that's different than stand up comedy. Right? With stand up comedy, I can audition a joke out on stage and I can see people's reaction to it. You know, if I ever say a joke that, that of a sexual nature or it's about women or it's about minorities, I can see people in the audience that that joke might pertain to, and if they laugh at it, that gives me valuable feedback. If the air goes out of the room. That's not a joke that, can, that I'm like, okay, well, we got to, we got to go back and retool that joke. Uh, and so to see people give me feedback that like some of the stuff that I dip into um, is gross or is, you know, some of my jokes just aren't playing the right way. I mean, that's, that's feedback that I take to heart, honestly, um, because as a comic, like I'm saying, like my job is not to, like, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and apologize for every joke, but I do, I can't in the same breath say that. I want to keep making content that's going to push people apart away because that doesn't feel right. And also it's not good for business. It's not good for people getting in more fans that can then benefit from the joys of being in our community and, and, you know, having, taking a break from life and hearing us talk about Marvel movies. Um, you know, one of the comments that, that hurt was someone was like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of shy away from showing my female friends, these podcasts, because I'm worried that they're going to take what Nick says. Um, you know, they're not going to take what Nick says, like in the spirit with which it was intended. And I understand that. And again, I'm not in the same breath. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to make jokes like that, but I get that maybe that the, my joke or my humor, the next time I make one, maybe it needs to be more clever or maybe it needs to be more evolved, or maybe I can potentially do a joke of a different nature. Like these are all things that I constantly think about as a comic. And I will constantly think about because that's why you go, you know, when you develop a 15 minute act, you don't just write it down and you go. You develop that over a year and you have that feedback loop of going, that didn't work. This is not how I, this is not how I want to present myself. This mm-hmm. is not the kind of humor that I want to engage in. It's difficult to do that when you're doing a plot synopsis, a Lord of the Rings and, you know, or, or, or a James Bond movie. And you, you think that, okay, this humor is going to play because Bond is hypersexualized and uh, your, your, the humor will hopefully, and this is always my intent, hopefully be uh, the peanut butter that we put the pill in, right? You know, where it's like, I'm going to make you laugh that I'm also going to tell. <laughs> I'm also going to tell you why these 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 female characters are are you know in my opinion uh, bad representations of what female characters can be in movies, and they take down the overall series because of it. Um, and you know, my hope is that I use my humor to to sort of lighten people up so that they can be open for those messages. Um, and it, but if it's not working that way, um, I that's something that I absolutely take to heart. That and the other important thing that I thought about and that really kind of struck me was that. Uh, you know, something Greg said and something that I thought about when I've never seen this feedback before. And that tells me something very important. That's an important thing for me as well, because that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means that people don't feel comfortable enough to be like, Nick, that joke was stupid. Or that Nick, that that joke was was ignorant. Um, Because they feel like potentially, and I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but maybe they feel they just don't feel comfortable that doing that because they think maybe there's 90% of the other audience that thinks it's hilarious and it's okay. Um, And so I think we owe it to ourselves to try at least to create an environment where they do feel like and be like, Nick, that was a gross joke. And yeah. I cannot have the gut reaction of being like, what are people coming for me? You know, um, well, I wouldn't do that. I don't have a gun, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know why I, don't know why I do this. Dude. This is not going to stop anyone. But, you know, I hope that Please, I, don't have I got gut two reaction fingers. And honestly, that's part of the reason why I haven't responded to that because I've had to internalize it. I don't, I'm not as smart as you guys are. I don't, I don't, when things like that happen, it's shocking for me because most of the time people just say, hey, you, you know, you're doing a great job and, we, and they move on. I don't, I don't think of myself as being ultimately that important to anyone. I'm just a guy that, you know, hopefully brings a little joy to people's lives. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen the feedback. Little, I've read the feedback. A little feedback to you on this. Sure. And like, this is something that like uh, it's I'm not trying to give you more work to do because it's that's definitely not the intent. But I I'm do think cut that KFAF tonight too. So. With, <laughs> but with part of, of what we do and with what our job is. 
Um, I think that us putting the content out there is half of the equation. Like the conversation we have is half's not right, but it's only a portion of the conversation because then when it does go into the comments and when it then goes on to like even just using the Reddit as an example, because I do think that um, Reddit is something that uh, it, that we have kind of been a bigger part of as uh, a team, um, sure. whether it's me or Greg or, or Andy or Joey or anyone really. Um, even if you just were like a little bit more aware of what well, that's the thing. That, but that's but here's my question to you guys. This is a legit question. Is that the place for that feedback? Because to me, I, it's always been in the comments of the videos. And if that's not the right place to have that conversation or dialogue, then let's have it. You know, well, that's fine. I'll totally pop it. Just, it just, right? I mean, but is it's it Reddit? Is it Facebook? Guess, is it Twitter? Like I, this is my problem. Like I don't. Well, I think it's everywhere. And and that's it's like that's why I'm saying it's like I understand we can't look at everything at all times and we are we're all different we all handle things differently. Greg Miller handles things so differently than I do. I freak out and I feel like I'm so bad at scripting things. I feel like I can talk. I feel like I can do this and get my point across. But and like I know what I want to say. But it's like Greg has this ability to kind of take those words and put it into a, a tweet response or into a Reddit thread or something that like I really feel speaks for me. Like I feel like it speaks for kind of funny, which I hope speaks for me. And um, that that's how I differ from him. Whereas like, I like to take in all of the things I go on Facebook, I go on Twitter, I look at mm-hmm. the comments on YouTube, I literally read everything. And I take it in and I don't always respond because I don't think that I'm best at doing that. But it's at least then take it in and try to like go forward with it. And I just think that there is no one place that it is. Sure. Um, but I do think but- that in my opinion, the Reddit is um, tit for tat right now in June 2020, it is the best place for actual discourse and discussion about our content and about these these things and the different perspectives that the audience has. Um, and I'm not saying you need to go in and read every single thing, but it's just like sure. if you were just a little bit more aware of the conversations happening in the community, I think that this wouldn't catch you as off guard. And like I can help you do a better – I can help send you things if I think you sure. might need to sure. see them. Sure. I mean go for it. Like I mean again, I'm not I'm not like closed down to to any feedback on anything. Sure. Right? I want to get better as a comic and the best way to get good is to ha- is to see that feedback loop, right? Um, and again, I'm not saying that I'm never going to go out there and make an overt sexual uh, comment. But but it's good to know that it's not being like whatever. However, I phrased it is not necessarily the the best way to phrase it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm not. I I, I want to be clear on that. Like, I I I've read that feedback and I've internalized it, and I will take it to heart. I'm not saying that I'm going to 100 percent of the time drop that level of humor, but you, I'm I hear you. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And and that's no all anybody's what, asking. For. Yeah, of course, of course. You know I mean? Like, and I think that was the biggest thing about like you know how we all handle this differently in social media differently is that for the audience with the rare exception, like, you know I mean? The town halls we were doing when there was like actual things that needed to be addressed that they fell off a little bit because there's Greg way now and bless way that handle the more what's going on in the studio. And this is going on over here kind of thing. But like that eventually does come down to only me talking. Right. And I think that's the thing people worry about is like, all right, cool. We know where Greg's head's at and we know where this, but like, what about Nick? What about, well, you know what I mean? What? Yeah. There was one in yeah. here that we answered without doing it, but like, is cool Greg held to the same sta- standards as everybody else? And it's like, we've talked about that, right? Of like, well, n- yes, no. Like I don't, if cool Greg did something that was horrible, like was his intent was to fuck you up. His intent was to like be an asshole. His intent was to hurt your feelings. Then there would be a huge fucking problem. When I yeah. see Cool Greg inevitably step on a rake, I'm like, oh, dude, why? Totally. You know what totally. I mean? I hit, I hit him up or I hit up Tim. And, and, and I mean, and, and, that, that, and that can happen to the best of us, man. Like, oh my God, you know, are you kidding? Yeah, absolutely. totally. Absolutely. Fucking literally, man. Look like, at how many times that, it happens to me. This is, this is one of the reasons why I, stay, I, I try to stay away from stuff because, you know, social media at least. And I'm, not, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say I try to stay away. I'm uncomfortable responding to things on social media. You know how many times I want to make jokes? 
to help to try and either defuse situations or push conversations in other ways. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to go over the right way because maybe I don't have all the context I should have for this because I haven't spent the last day and a half reading the subreddits on on these these issues. Um, and I don't know that I'll ever be that person. And that's fair. It's just, I think that there's just an awareness you need to have that you are missing a big chunk of the conversation if you're not sure. going to do that, which but is totally a, fine. That's and, a choice. And I get that. And, but the, the flip side of the coin also is that people do need to understand that it's it's a give and take, right, of audience feedback versus us going out there and sharing our perspective on things. And I think when it's working best, the audience is – we're influencing the audience and they're influencing us and it's a great symbiotic relationship. But I think what that starts to break down for me is that my brain gets really, really sad when people have – like negative feedback on me and it makes me want to shut off to it, which I know is the wrong thing to do. But then I also on some level think like I'm the one, I don't know. It, it, it's the, the gut I don't, reaction. I don't know if I want to make that show. I don't want to make it, that, that point. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Alone. No, that's what we're doing. We're talking this out. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Something I do want to say like about what you were just saying, Greg, about uh, Cool Greg is like the – is he held to the same standards and stuff? It's like I do think he is held to the same standard. I just think that you know he he has different issues than than we do. We all have issues and his issues are are um, held to the same standard but just need to be dealt with a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think an example of that is a lot of people when we're on this topic of social media and how we handle things. Um, no one's really coming after me like questioning – like my post, even though I haven't really posted about things, I'm just, I've been retweeting things or, or liking things or kind of, you know, doing that. That's, but that's how I use the social media. Um, whereas with uh, my brother, it's like, he just doesn't do that. And it's like, it's not that he's not apologetic for how things went, but he's not going to go and, and write an apology letter. No, you know? and, 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 like, and honestly, but, but honestly, like Twitter is a place where you can express that, but it's not the end all be all of how you show your, your, attributes as being a good person. And I think this is the hard thing is like people go, well, why is it why why aren't they on Twitter more apologizing? And I'm like, why do why can't I do that on a podcast where people can hear my tone and my context and all of these things, you know? Like I I just feel like it's there's an expectation of 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 people out there that maybe it's not he's not comfortable doing that. I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm not comfortable getting out there and and responding to every single tweet because I just don't I just it's I don't like it. It's it's very an uncomfortable feeling for me, honestly. Sorry to make that about me. Let's go back to Cool Greg. No, oh, no I mean, that's I, what I mean, this is all about, though, is I that just, everybody yeah, uses yeah. all these tools in a different way, right? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I got uh, somebody coming after me on Twitter today because I didn't heart more than one of the IGN posts about it. And I didn't say, I didn't retweet the stories when in my head I was like, I want these stories to speak for their own. I don't want to uh, get in the way of this. I, I don't, I want to support. I've been texting and calling people and DM, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I was giving support and I thought that was right. But to somebody else, that was wrong. And that's not the way to do it. And it is that and thing of, The key okay. thing, Greg, yeah. is that you you look at that and then you make your decision. Not everyone needs to agree on this nitty gritty of how to best support and all this stuff. But it's like, yeah. I know you. You're going to look at that and you're going to be like, next time when this situation comes up, you're going to ask yourself, should I like more things? The answer doesn't need to be yes. But yeah. like, you're at least going to think about it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think that it's, it's that type of, like, there's this big thing right now of like calling out, um, who you're following on Twitter of like, oh, you're you're following this person. That means that you're, you're supporting them. It's like, that's not how everyone uses Twitter. I get it. If that's how you use it, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and there's certain situations where it's like, okay, like that's, I'm going to unfollow these people because I do think that it's enabling them. But then there's other people I'm like, I follow you because I, I want to keep tabs. I want to know. Yeah, of um, course. Where I follow, I follow a ton of like conservative political pundits because I want to see 
what their perspective is, that their whatever weird skewed perspective, in my opinion, that they have. I want to see what that is. I want to see what the next argument that's coming right around the bend is going to be so that I can look into it and try to have a better opinion on it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's my opinion. That's true. But it's totally valid for somebody to think that, oh, following the X person means this. And it's like, you need to take that in and internalize it and think and decide what you want to do with it and, and decide how is being better for you after that and like as long as we're putting that thought process in i think we're all going to be in a much better place and hopefully these conversations will get easier and less common uh i got two two left and then we're gonna get out of here all right brack brack brandon jackson short says uh over the past few days many people have implied that anyone upset with kind of funny should quote just get over it and that kind of funny doesn't need to change anything what do you each individually think of that uh brandon i think that's bullshit uh, nobody should be getting over anything. That's not how we're going to talk to each other. That's not how we're going to deal with anything. We're going to sit here and we're going to have conversations about it as we have now for an hour and 45 minutes on a very complicated situation that we're not solving today, that we're starting a conversation with you. When you know this goes up and I want to hear your action items, I want to know how we could better support you. I want to know uh, what you love about the community and what you don't. But I also don't want you to be like, in the comments, I can't believe they didn't address this. How are they this stupid? How are they fucking and like, no, we, we're, we're working with you. We're trying on this, right? I, the message at, on you know uh, J- January 5th, 2015 was, if you're an asshole, get out. We don't want you. But it was also that we're not building this for you. We're building this with you. And that's still as true today as it was then of this is what we're doing and we're trying to make this awesome and safe for everybody. So anybody who's saying just get over it is missing the fucking point here that clearly we need to change something. Clearly we need to, at the very least, be reaffirming that, you know, no, assholes don't need, need not apply. But definitely that we're there to support uh, all of our, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess, minorities, right? Then in, in the organization that are the uh, the community that aren't a straight white male that don't, you don't have to, you throw a rock, you're going to hit a straight white male opinion, right? Like we need to make sure we're making the other voices heard. And then when if somebody tries to shout them down, we stop that. My, that's my take. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, the, and, I'm sorry, Tim, continue. I, I was going to say that like, um yeah no there's there's no room for that for me and i think it comes back to the best friend thing like this is a moniker we chose um because we believe in it and because that's what what the content is and the content is us we've always talked about what is kind of funny it's that feeling when you leave a movie theater and you're talking to your friends about something you just saw and it's that shared experience of you guys you're just best friends you're just talking about this and whether you agree or disagree or whatever take that movie conversation and apply it to literally anything and I see a lot that people kind of get caught up in the best friend like the, and try to use it as a derogatory term. And it's like, that's so silly to me, where it's like, think about your real best friends, how many arguments you've gotten in because you've disagreed about things. Think about how many friendships have changed over time and you're not best friends anymore. And you aren't allowed to um, kind of see people the same way because you fundamentally disagree with some of their thoughts. That's life. That kind of happens and that's okay. And not all of these best friends and best friendships are going to be equal or the same. Like I have a friend group and I would call so many of them my best friends. There's levels to that. You know, like there's like I have different relationships with each one of them. And there are certain ones that um, believe in some stuff that I really don't believe in. We have conversations all the time about that. Um, but there is a, a tipping point where I'm like, Tim speed racer sucks. I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> and, uh, it's, but like, but there are real things that, um, if some of my friends were like this, I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm like, all right, cool. We're not friends anymore. And that's okay. <laughs> like that's, that, they're just, there is a line. And I think that, uh, the, the best friend mentality is not as just simple as like, oh, we all need to get along. It's, it's not about that at all, actually. <laughs> 
And I don't know. I just think yeah, that no. friendships yeah. are important. And that that is all that we have ever pushed at Kind of Funny is that we are friends that talk about stuff and we want to be friends with you and we want you to be friends with each other. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll second all that. Like, in my opinion, like people should, what, what was the quote that the guy said? Like people should just leave get well enough it. alone or, or just get, get over, over it. it. Yeah, get um, over it. That's not how the world kind works. Kind of doesn't uh, change anything. Yeah, that's not how the world works. The, no system is perfect. And, you know, every system is constantly, that's why computers can constantly come out for hopes of better efficiency, better productivity, and overall better enjoyment. We, as a group, you know, we just did a Kevin Smith in review. And I would have told you those Kevin Smith movies are perfect. I go back and watch them again. I'm like, oof, those could have been way better. And you have to have that perspective on it. And I think it's it's the the job of the creative to to look at what you're doing and look at your past work and try to get better at it. And that's really what this is, in my opinion. It's looking at a community that I would say is still really, really strong and saying, how do we make it better? How, how, you know, that you should never right. rest on your laurels. The second you start resting on your laurels is when shit just passes you by, man. And that's my big fear is being, and no, no offense to me, the old man in the group is that I just, I never want to be that. I, I never want to have that, that first comeback special like Dave Chappelle. I mean, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt uh where people go wow you're tone deaf i don't want to be tone deaf um and if i am getting tone deaf i'm thankfully i have greg and tim sitting next to me being like dude we gotta have a conversation about this and we did by the way this is i mean to my to the credit of my part and i don't know if I'm, i don't want to speak for you guys and we can cut this part out i guess but like we had a long discussion yesterday about or monday what what a day is today exactly i know right doesn't it feel like it's fucking thursday and it's you know, night. yeah a while back we had a long discussion about this where i was i was like i you know these guys helped me sort of sort through a lot of the feedback that came my way because i don't i don't know how to handle it 100 percent perfectly um but i trust these guys and i trust their perspective yeah. on me and i like if i say something how many times tim have i come to you and like did i just make like a student no. idiot out of myself and you go yeah you did or no you're fine all like the you're time. overthinking it right and, all the time and that's that's something that i want to share with with everybody is that like that happens and I, I i don't i think people just assume it doesn't but it's like there are countless times where greg or i will do games daily and leave and the moment we finish it we'll like look at each other and be like hey did i come off the wrong right. way when i said this or like could this be misconstrued or like what do we need to do and like we we address it and it's never a thing of like i'm being censored it's always a thing right. of like yeah intent it is intent. About, we don't want to hurt do you your mean? feelings. We're not trying to do anything. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. what I go back to again and again with this. Because, like, uh, you know, uh, privately, when we talk about this every day, and everybody's, you know, dejected, worn out, whatever, and it's just like, oh man, today sucked. I'm like, hey, I view today as an absolute win because, like, what the conversations we're having here, while painful and while things we need to work on, aren't the end of the company. None of you who are upset with us are coming to us and being like. I'm fucking done. That was what you did was obscene. I'm gone. Yeah, the people who raised the klaxons that I had DM conversations with, everybody was like, no, we know you, but this is a line you're crossing. And not me, but kind of funny. Like we need, to, what, what's going on? And we have this conversation with you and it's like, cool, thank you for reaffirming who you are. That's what the letter was about. That's what this podcast is about. This is what this ongoing conversation is about. That yeah, no one is ever coming to you and thumbing you in the eye on purpose. If it happens, that's something we talk about, right? And it's what we stop. And I think the fact that we haven't seen, uh, you know, uh, cancel culture come for us it is proof that you, the audience, get that. And yeah, we'll cross a line with you and you'll want to have a conversation with us about it. And we'll figure out the middle ground or what we're going to do and where we're going to go with it. But of all the horrible things we've said and like we have these conversations and we talk to you about them and we come to the same thing of like, all right, cool. This is where we fucked up. This is where it is. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, yeah. with that, like, I, I, I want to say and reiterate, like, I'm a very different person now than I than I was when I was younger. And I've grown and changed so much. And like, I'm sure I've done so much stupid shit every once in a while. Oh, sure. 
things that I haven't thought about for since I was 17. And it'll pop in my head. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I, I would do that or say that. And it's like, yeah. to be clear, nothing that is like egregious. But it's like, man, I, I definitely shouldn't have used those words or like joked totally. that way or, you know, did that action or flirted this way, whatever it is. Like these things that it's like, you, you I want to say something that I stand by 100%, which is the Aziz Ansari situation that happened. There's When Me Too was getting mm-hmm. really blown up and Harvey Weinstein and all this stuff where it's like demonstrably, Harvey Weinstein is a monster and did all this stuff. Louis C.K. That like we all know the stories. When the Aziz Ansari thing happened, that was a gut check moment where we got defensive. I got defensive. I don't want to speak for other people. I got defensive because I was like, what did he do wrong? But what did he do? Where is this wrong? Like this just sounds like a bad date. This just sounds like whatever. And I got so defensive about it. Then I tried thinking about it. Then I listened to it. Then I like listened to other people's perspectives and I just kept going. I can't believe how I think about it now compared mm-hmm. to how I thought mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. then. And what it comes down to is it's about understanding that there is systemic problems in, in rape culture that start a lot earlier than the rape. And yes. it then frames this thing where I look at all the different situations I've had in my life and it makes me go, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And it's not that I shouldn't have done that because I'm going to get caught in trouble. It's that I shouldn't oh, have yeah. done that because that's not the right thing to do. Right, because Even I made if, someone feel diminished. I made someone yes, feel unsafe. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And, I, and so the thing that I said I want to be 100% clear on is I think the Aziz Ansari situation is one of the most pivotal and important moments um, that have happened in my life uh, where I think that it is going to be a, a total shift um, for the better in, in our lives. And I think that it was a, a big watershed moment that we won't really realize until hopefully – you know, a while down the line where we can look back and be like, things have gotten better. I don't think things will ever totally go away, but it's like, I hope that my kids are way better about treating women than my generation was, even if it was just jokes. Oh, they, yeah, they for sure will be. And that's, and that's because hopefully all of us are having, having the opportunity to create a space where those conversations can happen and people, yeah, you're going to get mad and you're going to get defensive and you're going to get scared. But when all that goes through, you can actually think about it more and you can reflect and you can go, have I done that? Is that something that I've done? And did that, did, did something that I thought was okay? What did that person just not feel comfortable saying that to me? at the time. And just as we're trying to create a space for like, for some of the members of our female audience to be able to give me that feedback, we have to, we have to have these hard conversations. We have to, that is how progress happens. You know, like we can't, if you just dig your heels in and say, everything's fine. It's, it's just not gonna You're not going to be happy, man. You're going to, you're, you're not going to be progressing. You're not going to be constantly challenging yourself to be a better person. And like, I just don't, me personally, like, I just don't like people that don't that 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 aren't interested in that. I don't I don't want people that are like I'm good, I'm fine, I'm 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 everything that like the grandpa where I'm like because to me yeah. honestly, and this is gonna sound terrible, but like when old people dig them in, they go I, I'm gonna dig my heels in, and the, the world's crazy, and I'm the only sane person. Well, they die. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where like it's the people that keep going and keep running marathons and doing all these things and challenging themselves and like being open to these new ideas that get to to have a longer, healthier, better life, and they're better people for it. Um, at least that's my. I'm gonna test that. If I die when I'm 60 from cholesterol, you guys could know. You could look back on this. And be like Nick was wrong. Dig your heels. I heel love the idea of what you just said so much. <laughs> I yeah, I'm trying to joke now. And it's, no, it's, it's, it's good. Right it's good. It. It's not the right time. For it. Final question comes from Austin 
Lagan. McLagan, Austin McLagan. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Usually you don't have to worry about it. Uh, My biggest thing is I really didn't hear anything on why Kevin no longer hosts screencasts. I'm guessing him doing all the background (laughs) stuff made it around him to host. Yes. (laughs) I just know that Big Kev Dog was excited to have his own show, but now it seems like it's either Tim or Nick. Maybe I just missed what happened. That is exactly, and Tim, you can speak to this. That is exactly what happened. Kevin's job has gotten 500 times harder now because he has to use a prosumer level piece of software to get all of our signals in and and live switch graphics in and all these things. And to put it in context, the studio we have is thousands of dollars of equipment, thanks mostly to your guys' support, uh, that he has and he's set up and he's gotten used to. And then when all this shit went down, I think I think you guys, I think Tim and Kevin had a discussion, but I think it was the better part of Valor where Kevin's like, I'm gonna bow out of hosting the show and just focus on making sure the airplane stays in the air <laughs> because it's it's really, really difficult what 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 he does. I want to I want to take this actually as a, a jump off point for mm-hmm. a conversation I think is actually very important that we don't have enough. Uh, I know we talk about um, ourselves a lot and we talk about our behind the scenes stuff a lot, um, but there's certain elements that I think we just take for granted that like the audience should understand a bit better. Like sometimes when it, when you look at the the catalog of, of programming that we have and the shows that we have, it's easy to look at it and just be like, oh well, why isn't this person on this and this and uh, well, it sounds like the best person for um, this entire show would be on Games Daily and the podcast and Gamescast. Why isn't Andy on Gamescast more? Why isn't this? Why isn't that? All valid questions. And I think that with with all of that, it's the answer is we need to balance people's workload, their mm-hmm. their lives, their the resources going into it. Most of our shows we do. Um, there are some exceptions. There's some research and there's some like time that needs to go into pre prep for the show. And like there's just like a headspace you need to get in and, and all of that. Um, on top of the fact that we want to share the love and make sure that everybody's kind of getting their their fair share of screen time or whatever it is. Of course. Every week that might change and, and all of that. Um, so setting that up, uh, Kevin, I think we wanted to give him that opportunity of, um, and I don't want to speak too much for him here, but these are conversations that we have had. He wanted that experience of trying to to host and get better at that. And part of it is, yes, he's way busier um, producing these shows now, but part of it also is just like, it's not necessarily for him. Like that's not something that he necessarily wants to pursue. And that's always a hard thing where the audience wants to see Andy on Gamescast and he doesn't always want to be on Gamescast. And that's, even if we want him to, um, and, and I'd love to have him, it doesn't always make sense. So when it does, you'll see him there, you know? Um, Andy likes doing the reaction content with us. You've probably noticed he's been on a lot more of that. And I love having him on that, you know? Um, it's a very delicate puzzle piece that we are always thinking about and we're actively talking to everyone on the team so if things change and you don't hear about like oh why is this guy hosting instead of this guy it's never a nefarious thing it's there's conversations that happened for either scheduling reasons or personal reasons and with kevin and screencast that's that's his show <laughs> whether or not he's hosting it um <laughs> it's still his show yeah and and you know he he takes a lot of pride in it and then the last thing i want to say with all of this is um, with all of the the commitment to diversity that we've had um, for, honestly, as in my uh, mind, since Kind of Funny started, but really in the last, since Games Daily started, we've sure. um, really committed to the up-and-comer program and to having different voices. And that is, um, it goes back to my first point of there's only a limited amount of spots and there is a sense of you know, responsibility we have for our team to give them work, to give them experience, to give them things to do. Um, but then also our contributors, people like Imran um, or Fran or Gary. Gary's different. Gary's different. Shouldn't use him as an example. But, but Imran and Fran, 
um, who kind of, you know, look to us as a financial stability um, place, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm rambling too much here, Greg, if you want to jump in, but no, I mean, you're saying like, what I've expressed on, I've expressed it on the show. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, there's a million things going on and I know one of the things is better. Oh, you're working from home now. You're, you're Skyping every or discording everybody in. Why not have, you know, random people on the shows? Why not have more of that? Blah, blah, blah. And it's multitude of reasons and it's what you're driving at, right? Of like, yeah, I think, you know, when we did, Up and Comer was very specific of Chloe and Blessing coming out here, right? And then it was that we just had a uh, elevation program, whatever, for Games Daily of bringing on voices you hadn't heard and having them take the mic and be part of it. And we did it for, I want to say, a year and a half, right? Really hard. And then at the beginning of this year, we were still doing it, but we fucked up and let, a, let somebody in we didn't vet, right? Uh, I needed to then look into how to vet, but then guess what? A pandemic hit, and then the pandemic hit, and then it was the idea that that not only do we now have Blessing, who is a full-time games hire, right? Who we are paying a full-time salary to. Uh, it is the idea that the guests were needed more than ever when we were at the studio because I'm traveling, Tim's traveling, somebody's going, uh, you know, Imran's not in this, he's not in this week right now, but he's sometimes not in, blah, blah, blah you had gaps you needed to fill and there weren't any bodies to go to. So it was helpful on us of like, cool, we bring on an up and cover. I went back to it. We bring on an up and cover, an unknown voice. We put them on there. We do this or one of our friends. It is a, somebody you've already seen before and we do it that way. And now you're in this pandemic where, you know, you've seen it on many a show, but like, you know, there's less sponsorships. There is this stuff. There is the business side of kind of funny of like, cool, we need to make sure we're still paying our staff and our people and our contractors and our Imrons. You know what I mean? We want to keep them going. We and also best. Yeah, exactly. Our guests, we don't want to, we don't want to abuse our guests. Like, you know, for, as we talked about on the Black Lives Matter week, like, right, everybody we brought in, we paid the salary we pay, or I shouldn't say salary, the stipend we pay uh, uh, Imran, Fran, Gary, or whatever, when they come on a show, like we, we did that. And we want to do that going forward. We don't want to just rely on the kindness of people. If you're going to come in and it's going to be a specific thing, if you're coming on to promote something, right, if you are part of, it's a whole ball of wax. We want to do this the right way. And so that's the thing about it. But it is also the right way. We're in a different place than we were before. And so I do want to use the platform to elevate voices and do all this different stuff. But it's this goes back a little bit to what we were talking about a second ago of like, Nick isn't using Twitter, right? Greg isn't harding enough things or doing whatever. It's the same thing I've seen of like, you guys need to have more voices on the show. Like Games Daily with this entire week didn't have a female person on it. And I was like, that's true, but I need your help in it looking how small our company is and the fact that Steimer was on two games cast back to back and Elise is on in review. And it's like, even if it's not happening on the show, you want it to happen on at the time you want it to happen. We are still part of that plan. We are still moving forward. We are still trying to represent people. We are still and trying. That's to how we view kind of funny. Like we do the right thing. It. Yeah. We, it's a whole for us. Every yeah. week Wait, we huh? have our production meeting and the entire team is looking at a calendar and uh, playing Tetris and, and moving it around to make yeah. sure that everybody has an optimized work week that, uh, isn't too much for them and is uh, satisfying as well where it's like they feel like they're getting you know they're learning they're growing they're like all the things that we want from kind of funny and guests fall into that as well and we we're very much committed to that it's just you said it very well Greg. yeah ladies and gentlemen that's the kind of funny podcast. Let's shout out our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Cameron Reagan, Kieran O'Donnell, Steve Powers, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, uh, Delaney Twinning, Lee Polero, uh, Dr. Farmer Mike, and Connor Nolan, a.k.a. Connor Dow. Uh, of course, this is an ongoing discussion. Like I said, I want your comments. I want your Reddit posts. I'll try to get over to the Facebook and look there. Uh, put them up wherever. Tweet at us. Let us know what's going on and be better to each other, but not in like the, we're talking about like everybody has to be best friends and agree on everything. That's not what I mean. We can all have 
the community that we're we, I shouldn't say we're pretty close to because that dis, that totally disregards the the problem areas that have been identified. We can do this. We're already we're already really really good. We can be really really great. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is it's all about just being on the same page here and celebrating the things we want to celebrate and love and do all that stuff. And at the end of the day, we're a community based on gaming, right? So we can keep this going. We can do this. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.